FMX Network Production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do all part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp Mech Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmex.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Very wobbly. Like Ricky Bobby, like he was on yeah. fire. <laughs> Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. not not the actress. He did get freight trained a little bit. There was definitely more quad up. Yeah. If my elbows aren't up, I'm hearing it from my dad. We got a banger night lined up. And these two numbnuts, Weege and Steve. The only thing that really made me calm down is like, he owned it. When you fuck up, own your shit. I gave the kid a pat on the shoulder and then that was it. She was coming in like a bat out of hell. What the fuck? Parker passed me twice in the same corner. I I purposely, it's kind of jacked up, but I kind of like kicked the hay bale out for whoever was like right behind me. That whole schedule's fucked. He wasn't talking to anyone on the team, just staring at the ground. There's something wrong with Phil. I wasn't that fucking nervous. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. Put your fucking finger on the clutch going through the whoops, dude. You're not James Stewart, man. I would think that if anyone would recognize fake news, it would be you. I'm thinking about... Raising the ceilings in my house. <laughs> Technique doesn't catch up to his desire. That's so what I'm going to say about this. Fuck you. Yeah. A live circumcision? I got to go a little bit longer, Steve. Yeah, I'd fly the girls in from L.A., boy. And, yeah. Like, JT would hit Croatia if he has $200. Sure. I wanted a neutral party. Oh, fuck. Yeah, JT's neutral. He's here. neutral. Stop. It's not a portal <laughs> that you got to go into. You know, it's not a secret chamber. It's not a magic kingdom. There's just some things I don't know. Pookie's huh. fucked when you come back. I knew some Israeli models over there. But no one wants that bandana, the greasy bandana you used to have on. Like, no one likes that. I'm just glad I could pack the house for you. I'm not cutting his pubes. Tell Jamie Nation right. to calm the fuck down. There'll be a bike, and, and we didn't force you to do it. You right. had a choice. You didn't get hair rape. I just said that, you know, my foot came off the brake, but it probably... Probably didn't. <laughs> no. You know who it was. I was banging flight attendants. I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. I, I got a blowjob and I was shit in the main event. We used to call them tariffs. Soft. Hopefully one will right. whip up a titty. Marks and I are just losers. Got to get that uh, Dick Willie thing. Do you have to get up in the butt and everything? What about anal bleaching? I'll laser you. Listen, a lot of we work. Can get you. I'm out. Here we go, man. It's time for another Pulp Mix wrap-up show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show, and tonight I have... From the Moto Spot Show and WPS, brought to you by Guts Racing, it's Triple J. What's up, man? Dark Side, actually, is what they called you on the show, Jamie. We're going with Jamie now. All right, you're next. You're out, so you're, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> next, nice knowing you. Yeah, man. Next up, he's a listener on Pulp Mex, and he's brought to you by Seal Savers. It's Kenny Gorline. What's up, Kenny? How you doing today, Dark Side? I'm sticking with Dark Side because I like that. Well, that's why you're locked in. We've already we've already hung up on triple, so it's just you and I tonight. Uh, that was a pretty quick intro nor- compared to normal, but we got a lot to talk about. I'm kidding. Triple's still with me. 
Triple knows who I am. It's all right. You know, you call me Jay. I do. You know, honestly, guys, I just feel like I'm being sort of forced into the Jamie thing, and I get it from Feld's point of view. I sort of get it from Racer X's side because I am starting to write more. I actually literally just wrote my first article last Thursday that's going to be in the print magazine. I'm super stoked on that. Uh, the May issue, guys, if you check that out. If you haven't, if for some reason you don't subscribe to Racer X, you got to go get it, man. Support me because I got an article coming out in May and I'm fucking excited. And, uh, you know, don't you, well, I don't care if you use the Weeds code or the Mathis code because I don't have a code. But if there's any notes and you decide to subscribe, put in there you did it for Dark Side. So, but uh, besides that, man, we're, we got a really good episode coming up. Um, I want you guys to stay tuned to the end because I'm actually going to jump on with my my hairdresser from Friday night, Jilly, and her husband, Cody. They're going to come on. But, uh, guys, yeah, so we're going to get into this episode. It's episode 494 this week uh, with my hair executioner, Chris Kiefer, in studio and the great Jim Holly, also in studio. Jim was awesome. On the phone, Steve had Chase Sexton, Phil Nicoletti, Marvin Muscan, and a couple of surprise call-ins from uh, Randy Richardson and Heather Kiefer. Uh, I loved having Phil back on, guys, even though he was just on, and Steve kind of mentioned that. Of course, I, Holly's great. Multiple stories that were just fantastic. Kiefer After Dark with Yari in studio. Dude, so much to talk about, Triple. Uh, this was a really, really good show, in my opinion. Where does it stand for you? How how'd you feel about it? Yeah, you know, Steve's. it's one of those things we talk about every time on Wrap-Up Show, right? He does a great job, but he's been doing it for years. It's kind of like talking about, you know, watching – keep it a ride or McGrath ride. Like those guys are so comfortable and or make it seem like they're so comfortable. So I still need to, I forgot to do it, but I need to go on YouTube and see what Yari looks like. I don't, I don't know how she looks. I even keep her made the comment. He's like, we still live on YouTube. So, so people know what she looks like. And, uh, I haven't done that yet. So I yeah, need to do that. So you can, need to dude. Uh, because I, when, when she said, when they said that they weren't exclusive, I texted, uh, I texted ta- uh, talent. I was like, give me them digits, dude. Cause yeah, she's, she's hot. So, okay, yeah, I need it because she was like, she was hyping up talent too. Like, yeah, I know. She's right. like, I'm like, dude, this talent's about to look like a hero right now. Definitely. So, We're get but to- yeah, the show is great. Um, yeah, go ahead. Holly's stories, man. You can never, you can never not, you know, just listen to Jim Holly. Like, I, I wish I could spend an hour, hour with that guy. Yeah, Kenny, Legend. so many, so many stories from Holly from racing, testing, flying, uh, you know, <laughs> bringing chicks to parties. That, But Holly was the man. But what do you think of episode 494? I thought it was a great episode. And, you know, Holly's a legend. I've been watching that guy my entire life, you know, from racing when I was young to uh, to the uh, race day live stuff. And, look, you can't go wrong with Jim Holly. No, he's uh, fantastic. He's, you know, like, he gets better amazing. every yeah. time. Uh, he's an amazing human being. Yeah. Did you have a favorite moment? Anything that just stands out that you're like, Oh, that was, that was like my favorite part of the show. I'm kind of, well, no, no. I'm going to go, I'm going to go right to the BJ part. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. When he, uh, 1984, I think, uh, July 14th, 1984, he got 19th. Is that the one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it was a good day when you remember the exact date, right? Yeah. I remember it just because it was like, that's the day after my birthday. So July 13th. So I was like, oh, okay. That, that locked in. That's why, gotcha. that's, that's why I held it for me. But uh, how about you triple a favorite moment of the show? Um, probably when Steve cut off Jim Holly about 30 seconds. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> During the X brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, dude, it's Jim Holly. And I think Mark made a comment like, dude, that's Jim Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want. And I think like so. a little bit late, the next question that Holly had, he's like, 
Steve, I'm going to go a little long. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, don't even, don't even worry about me. Dude. It's yeah. my show now. Yeah. Well, all right. So before we get any further and Cody, I'm going to, or not Cody. Uh, sorry. I was just talking to Cody, Jilly's husband a minute ago. Uh, Kenny, before we get, I want to get to know you a little bit better and your history with pulp since you're a first time wrap up guy, but I, I want to give a shout out. This guy, Matthew text or emailed me on the, my dark side at pulpmex.com email. And he's like, dude, love the wrap up show. And he said he's got two sons. And they look, man, probably like 10 and 8 or something like that. And apparently they're big fans of the wrap-up. And he kept saying they love Darkseid. They're a big fan. They were in their Star Wars pajamas. So I want to give a shout-out to Lewis and Lachlan over in Australia or down under in Australia. May the force be with you, boys. I, I appreciate the love. So shout-out to those guys. But, yeah, so we're about to get into this. But, uh, Kenny, what's your history with Pulp, man? How long have you been listening, and how did you discover it? So I, I've been listening for about four or five years, and um, okay, I, I'm a I'm a union tradesman, and um, I recently a few years ago, um, probably four close to five years ago, uh, took a job in this, and I have an hour and a half one uh, each way drive. So, um, and and I really wasn't a big podcaster, and um, my uh, my ex uh, fiance Carly uh, turned me on to um, podcasting, and I. I thought you know i'll try to find something moto related and i just kind of fell across pulp and i've been listening to it ever since that's cool it's kind of how i found it really it's just well i actually saw the advertisements in like the magazines but i never really paid attention until my guy kyle chisholm was on one time that somehow popped up on twitter or whatever and i was like oh i gotta check this thing out uh <laughs> here's here's the here's the question kenny where you know you already you said you're gonna call me dark side so you're kind of locked in but yeah. but maybe maybe like do you listen to the Moto Xbox show at all or even the Moto Spot show triple sh- I, show? I have listened to a few episodes of your uh, Moto Xbox show. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, I only have a certain amount of time in the car. Understood. Um, but uh, I, I I will uh, make a commitment to start listening to more of them. Well, that's that's fair enough, man. It, yeah, I I had to cut some podcasts out due, due to my limited time frame too. And if I'm gonna listen to one, it's gonna be Steve's. I'm I'm down. I get it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> He's uh, good. You okay with that triple? Yeah, I know. I know he doesn't listen to my Jakey. Nobody listens to my Jakey show. We're <laughs> many, we're I, young, dude. Yeah. We're young. We're young. You're, you're, and how often do you do the Moto Spot show? Like it's kind of just when you get time. Weekly, and, huh? No, it's week. It's weekly now. The season started. Okay. But I don't okay. want to talk about my show. I don't want to get Steve upset. Well, he's he's probably already upset that Kenny's not technically <laughs> he's not like industry, but you know what? Like we yeah. got listeners that want to be a part of this. We're gonna make Kenny industry. Absolutely, he's 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 part of the wrap up show now, dude. He's in. <laughs> yeah, he's in. I'd love to be industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I love it. Let's start with the guys. They had their general discussion or general chat at the beginning of the show. And listen, I'm watching on YouTube. I always say that all the time. And the beginning of the show, it always says general chat at the beginning. And some dude on YouTube put up like a, a dad joke. And I love dad jokes, if anybody knows me. And he's like, hey, did I miss general chat? And why? how do you become a general? And I don't know, dude. I was like cracking up. It's the, it's the dumbest joke, but I liked it. So whoever, if you're listening and you were on the, on the YouTube chat and you made that joke, you made me laugh, man. General chat. I don't know who that is. But during the general chat about racing, they were, you know, they're talking about Jason Anderson, Cooper Webb. Let's listen to a little bit. And Jason Anderson wins again. Yeah. Three, three now. wins now. Yeah. Uh, that's three more than I thought Anderson would win before the year. Right. Uh, I, I got to agree with you. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't know if he's going to adapt, but, you know, the Kawasaki team, those guys uh, yeah. do a good job, and the bike's a great bike, and, and he's been putting in the time. 
Yeah. He, I, I've heard from people that he's staying late. He's putting in the work and everything. And, mm-hmm. hey, he's got a wife now. He's got to make money. Yeah. I think it's yeah. wife. I think it's air quotes. Cooper Webb is on the box, too. After three straight eighth places, Coop gets on the box. And, like, I get it. It's a, it's a second. And mm-hmm. anybody will take a second when they get it. But I, I'm still not convinced that he's fixed, quote, unquote. I mean, he was leading. And he was in fifth. We think he let Michael Byrne go. Yes. We don't think he's working with Michael Byrne anymore, so that's a change in his program. I think if we're going to see anything, Coop's fired up. He got second, got a little bit of taste of what the podium's like again, yeah, right. you know, yeah. even though it's yeah. been, what, yeah. round one? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yep. that's a long time dry spell for him. I don't think we're going to see the dominance that we did last year, but he's going to get a steamroll. He's going to... Well, he's going to win some. Uh, so you don't think, as if you're him, you're like being, well, I got second, but I was not the second best guy here. Well, right. let's right. face it. Coop's honest with himself. Yeah. Like, we yeah. know this. I, right. He will say that, but he's like, hey, you got to be in it to win it, and he yeah. was. He got past. He was leading. The old web doesn't get past there. He just gets stronger as the race goes on. But how, I, I thought he got know? a little bit stronger as this race went on. Yeah, I, I watched him the last uh, yeah. couple. Yeah, he pulled away from Marv. Yeah, he did. All right, Katie, I'm going to you first. Uh, within this audio, quite a bit, you know, talk about Jason, talk about Cooper stuff. Um, Steve said, you know, hey, I, I three more wins than I expected. I don't think he's wrong. Like, I'd like to argue with him about that because I like Jason. And, you know, I, I just I've had a chance to hang out with Jason a few times off the record. He's a pretty cool guy, even though him and Steve don't really see eye to eye, I guess. But um, I can't really – did you feel like J- that Jason might get some wins? Are you surprised like they are that he really has, since switching teams, turned his last couple of years around? Yeah, yeah, I am a bit surprised. Um, look, you know, everybody knows Jason Anderson is a bad dude on a dirt bike. Um, he's a former champ. Um, but also, you know, when you switch teams like that, new everything, different everything, which can be refreshing. But also, there's going to be always a, a learning period there. And um, he just so happened to learn fast and, and get right on track and b- very impressive. So I did not expect it. But, um, you know, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And, and like you guys, if you listened triple, you know, a few months ago when I was in studio, like I called Dylan Ferrandez for the championship and we see where that went. Um, I might have been off a little bit. But, like, <laughs> I, I would not have thought Jason was going to win a bunch of races um, you know, but I mean, obviously I knew he was, he has the speed, but like, it just kind of seemed like I sort of was almost agreeing with something that Steve had said in the past where like, he's just out there. He's just happy to race and do what he does, you know, not maybe he got his championship and he's good now. And I think we're seeing that's not the case, but triple, I do like the fact that even though Steve has him and Jason aren't buddies, right? We know there, there's an I- issue there. He still calls it like mm-hmm. he sees it. He still gives them credit. I mean, so I, I like the general discussion of these guys. And then talk about the web stuff, too. Yeah, Steve even, you know, credits his own faults, right? He even said to himself, he's like, I didn't think he was going to win three. So um, Steve will, you know, straight up say if he's wrong or if he's right. You know, he's always going to argue that he's, he's right. We know that. But he does he does call out, call out his own shit. So I, I can appreciate that. And I think a lot of people like that because, you know, he's not, he's not ever going to just say – what people want to hear. He's, he's always vocal about his feelings. So I, I think that's why he has such a good fan base. And then, yeah, I think a lot of people thought Webb would be better. Um, but you know, new bike and everything, but for Anderson, you know, it's one of those things I'm not trying to sound cocky or, or anything, but I kind of knew he's going to be good just from things I heard out of the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and stuff I was hearing from the test track, I actually picked him to, to win a one. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the guy, you know, to go to that team and, and to kind of be that guy. Cause you know, if Adam, Adam didn't get hurt, you know, he, they still have Tomac and stuff. So you don't know what would be going on that team. So for Cowie, they're probably really happy with their investment, even though they lost Tomac and now they've unfortunately lost Adam too. So right now they're thinking, you know, we kind of made the right move. So it's, it's exciting. You know, I, Webb, I hope gets that confidence now and, and starts building off of it. Like they were talking about on the show and, and gets the ball rolling. Well, yeah, so Kenny, Steve said like he, he's not confident that Webb is fixed where I think, you know, uh, Kenny, or not Kenny, Chris said that, you know, he thinks that he's going to get some wins. What do you think? Who Who's right? Like, not that Steve's not saying he's not going to win any, but like the not fixed or fixed thing, I'm kind of on the fence too. I think he's getting better. Kind of like, uh, I think it was, Ken, it might've been Chris that said that, that he's getting better, uh, but I'm not there yet. Like he definitely didn't just turn a season around. Now I think this weekend in Arlington's big, but what do you think about the thoughts on Kenny? Is he, or I keep man, I'm getting names totally screwed up. Cooper, man, is he is he fixed in your opinion, or you think we still need to see something? I'm I'm with Steve on this yeah. one I, a little bit. I think um, you know it's hard to say if he's fixed or not. Um, it's easy to say his mental game is super strong and he's, and he's making strides in the right direction. He looks a lot better this week than he had. You know, he would would he get a, a, a Second, I got a podium. Uh, yeah. on, it was at A one. Yes, A one, and yeah. yeah, and and then he and then he, you know, didn't do as well for a while, and now he's doing better. So, you know, I I, I think he's going the right direction, and you know, again, Cooper's a champion, and he's never going to give up. You know, we all know that. So I, I am with with Steve on that one a little bit. Need to see a little more. Yeah, I think on the re- review yeah. show they asked JT if the uh, the panic button was put away and he's yeah it's getting there he's almost ready to put it away but not i actually was about to text jt like with the first four laps in the main event i was literally had it texted to jt we can put that panic button away and i was like ooh, i better wait i better wait <laughs> he, he kind of started dropping back a little bit you know and then i was like eh, okay i'm not sending this so <laughs> i saved it but uh yeah good stuff yeah. uh let's stick with the race so, talk oh go ahead who gets a win first dark side Brandis. Barsha or Cooper? Uh, I'm going to go Cooper, man. I think maybe I think Cooper. Well, I think I think Jason, Jason's going to win this weekend, but I feel like Cooper could very easily be in the hunt at Dallas. He's really good there usually, and I know that sounds stupid sometimes. Well, he's just because he's good in a stadium. Every doesn't always it's, it doesn't always correlate year to year new bike, but I think yeah. Jason's going to win. But I feel like a close second's going to be Cooper. So Cooper could easily win this weekend. So you're, but I'm just saying overall wins like. There's, you know, seven, whether there's eight rounds left. So, oh, oh, you're, I, you're, so I'm at, go ahead. I'm, I'm saying who's going to get a win first, Barsha, Anderson, yeah. or sorry, Barsha, Ferrandis, or Webb? Well, I'm going to say Webb's going to get the win first. Like I'm saying, he could win. Okay. I feel like he could win this weekend. I think Jason's going to win. Triple crown. Yeah, yeah, but I, but Cooper would be my close second. So I'm going to say Cooper's going to get the win okay. before those other two guys. Uh, I, I'm okay. very disappointed that my pick on Ferrandis went so poorly so far. But yeah. yeah, can't win them all. Can't win them all. Nope. Let, no. Let's stick with race talk with the 250 East starting this weekend in Minneapolis. Jet obviously yep. winning, and the guys had some thoughts. Let's touch 250s real quick. We talked about Jet. Yep. Let's, let's, let's yeah. leave Jet alone. But looking at the next group of guys, yep. so it was Forkner, McAdoo, J-Mart, Hampshire. I think that order can all win races, and those are your top five. 
I think Pierce Brown will get in the mix. I liked what I saw to Pierce Brown won a heat race. That was the first round. So, you know, let, let's get a foundation set. Let's see where we're at yep. and let's move forward. But uh, it's going to be hard for these guys. I mean, you got three main events coming up with the Triple Crown in yep. Dallas. So, yep. I mean, I'd love to see three different winners. Like J-Mart and Amish RJ and Forkter, like they're vets. They got wins, all wins around them. Right. Um, they're older. Like, if Jet just comes out and runs the table, like, these dudes are going to be pissed. Oh, yeah, like sure. Like, they, fi- they, think, they think, and rightfully so, that they should win. I was actually surprised by McAdoo just a little bit. I thought J-Mart would catch up to him maybe at the end of the race because mm-hmm. we know how J-Mart's pretty strong. And also, RJ, I thought RJ would have been a little bit better, but, you know, from this post-race interview that he said he was feeling a little bit ill yeah. from the carbon monoxide. Well, I think RJ anyways, will yeah. be better. Yeah. I, I feel like RJ is going to win a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, dude, he makes press day. He he goes down and he, he hits the tough blocks and goes down in press day. Then yep. he tries that three in, yeah. in the rhythm, and he crashes. Like he, he, he his desire is so high that yep. I think his technique doesn't catch up to his desire. And Jamar, I, I like what I saw from Jamar. It wasn't he didn't override the track. Yep, he made sure he got through this round. There's six guys, legit guys, that can win a race. Yeah. We can't say that out here. The second-tier guys, I feel like in East, are even better than our second-tier guys here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Triple, again, not much, not a lot you can really argue with, I don't think, in that. But, um, like, J-Mar, I I don't think, and they didn't say J-Mar's going to run away with this, but Steve made the comment, like, those guys would be pissed if he does. I think we're going to really see a lot of battles uh, I, with those top five that he mentioned. He's pretty much spot on with his picks for the top five guys. But, man, Jamar and Forkner, I, I don't believe Jet's going to get the best of them every week. Uh, those guys, again, first round, Jamar told me last night just what they touched on. is like kind of was just trying to get through the first one. I haven't really made it through a full season in a while. So I think he's going to come on strong. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on what they had to say? The, the RJ mistakes, that stuff's got to get cleaned up, obviously. Yeah, we've kind of been a broken record on that, right? Yeah. It's, and it's tough because we want to see RJ do good. He's got the speed, but you know, he's his, he's his worst enemy. And you know, with Jet, they kind of hinted that he had more in the tank. And honestly, like, I'm not going to argue that. Like, I've seen Jet ride. Like, I wasn't like a big Jet guy. And then I got the chance to actually watch him at Indy Supercross. And just watch him, like actually watch him and to see him go through the pack like he did and just be so mature and, and just so fluent, dude, it's impressive. And like, that's the biggest fear I have for these guys for how mature he is at his age um, and how smart of a racer he is. Like, that's what, that's what I think is going to battle down. These guys have the speed, but Jet's mental and his awareness of his racing awareness, I think is is really, really good. Yeah, that got brought up with the uh, comparison to what, what how Christian would do on the this coast, and we're going to get to that in, a, yeah. in just a little bit. Uh, Kenny, and we, I feel like we need to change your name, Kenny, because we're talking about racers, and when I say Kenny, I instantly go to Roxon, <laughs> and that's what's messing yeah. me up. But that's okay. I told you we should have called him Roxon. Yeah, well, that would mess me you. up just as much. Like, we got to make up some other name. Like, he needs a nickname. Well, Everybody, call him by his last hey, name, dude. He's, no, got a, he's got, a, like, a unique last name. Call you know him by what? his last name. I yeah. like it. That's, yeah. We're going to call, you call you know me Gorgon. No, I'm giving him a nickname. I'm Darkside. You're Triple. He's Gore. Goreline. Gore. So, Gore. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit if you like it or not. You're Gore. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, the 250 talk again. General discussion. You feel like they're pretty much on point, or did you disagree with anything, or you know anything stand out with that two fifty discussion, Gore? Uh, I, I'm I fully agree with that discussion. Um, 
I think Steve's right on with that. You know, Jet looks fantastic. The kid's racecraft is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just outstanding. And he's where he's at for a reason. Um, you know, I'm a big McAdoo fan, huge RJ fan. Okay. Um, you yeah. know, those guys, those guys, uh, you know, I think on any given night, anybody can beat anybody in Supercross. And uh, I think Forkner and, you know, and uh, RJ and, and McAdoo, they all have a chance to win the race. You know, um, it's the start. It, everything boils down to the start sometimes. And so uh, I, I do agree with Steve on most of that stuff. Um, I'd like to see a little more, uh, little more fighting for the lead. I think but, we will. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't, you know, it's it's so fun to watch Jet. You really can't complain when he just takes off and, and smokes everybody. He's pretty amazing, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, not a lot that we can argue. I wish I could say, like, no, man, you guys are idiots. Like, Max is going to step it up this year, and I thought, I feel like Josh Verrees has a lot of talent. But, man, we saw Saturday those guys are still young, made some mistakes, both hit the ground pretty hard a few times, you know, and there's some other guys yeah. just like uh, Pierce, you know, Pierce Brown, like Pierce is going to do well. I think he's going to get better, but for the most part, they're, they're pretty spot on. So we'll, we'll move on. But first I want to talk about seal savers guys. I hate changing fork seals. I can't wait till I get my YZ 250 one of these days. And it's, you know, I got to have some uh, fork seal protections on there. So for 22 years, seal savers offered the ultimate protection to the off-road industry. Seal Savers is the first and original fork seal protection that protect your forks from dirt, dust, rocks, sand, and mud. Seal Savers will always continue to innovate and improve, which is what led to the development of the easy-to-install Zip-On Seal Savers. Not only do they have a full line of products for your motorcycle, Seal Savers has essential products that are crucial for the performance of your side-by-side and your mountain bike. Seal Savers is the ultimate protection, and enter the code PULP25 for 25% off a Seal Saver at SealSavers.com. All right, let's get to the first guy on the phone Monday night, Chase Sexton. Uh, he came on. Look, he was first. He was first for a while, right? I mean, he was leading, and then after a heartbreaking win, slips away. The guy still comes on. Pulpamex Monday night talked about concussions, all that stuff. Triple, I love that Steve does such a good job. Like you would think that that Chase would not want to do a fucking podcast. Like he'd just be out. But Steve just seems to have a way of getting these guys on. Yeah, and even Steve kind of hinted at that too, right? When he came on the show, yeah. Or sorry, Chase Chase hinted at that when he came on the show, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool that he, you know, he just was like, man, you know, I don't mind getting on the get on the podcast with you and talking about it. And I think he kind of wanted to set the record straight too. You know, he probably read some comments and whatnot, and people were probably you know giving him some flack, but he probably wanted to set the record straight and say, hey, like I was fine, you know, just you know, just a weird deal and. Uh, we'll be ready to go, you know, for, for Dallas. We're just going to take it light this week, a little bicycling and yeah. and get ready for Dallas. So I admire that. That was cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what he can do and if he can bounce back. I am too. So, you know, obviously the big talk was that crash with one lap to go, you know, pancaked his wheel, but the concussion talk was the big topic that I want to touch on. Do you remember much of it? Do you remember everything that went on? Oh, yeah. I remember the whole thing. Okay. Everyone is kind of freaking out that it's double getting up. And, but it was almost like I was in shock, mind-blown that it happened. Yeah. But I remember the whole the whole night, I like they took me to the health evaluation, the semi, after the, in the ACR semi, and I passed everything they, they tested me with. The medics that came back that met me on the track are the ones that said that I had a concussion, but I think I was just so caught off guard. He's, yeah. he's raced for almost 20 minutes. His heart rate's 190, <laughs> yeah. all right? Yeah. And then you crash, it goes up even more. Yeah. 
I mean, you'd be I mean, a little stumbly too. It was a hard hit. The money does not bother me, but the win, like, yeah, I train, I train my ass off to win races, and then you come one lap away from it, and it doesn't happen. It's just, it's. I wanted to. There was, there were some dark moments that night. So this week to race this week, you're gonna have to pass a concussion test, which you know you, you'll be fine at, right? You feel like you'll be 100. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I did a I did a cycle today and had a FaceTime call with him. Did some tests with like eye stuff and whatnot. Yep. And like I, that's what I said. I've never, I haven't been nauseous. I haven't been dizzy or anything since the crash. Like even at the crash, I wasn't like dizzy or anything. I mean, I was stumbling when I got up, but I feel like I was more in shock. So I'm not one of those guys that's gonna lie about um, my condition because, especially with the concussion, like you don't really know, like. You were the only one that really knows how you feel, I guess mm-hmm. I should yeah. say. What were you running from? I was trying to get to my bike. I'm like, I literally told the guy, I said, if I if I sit on the, if I don't finish this race, I'm going to lose a lot of points. They weren't letting me because I was, they saw me stumble. I was basically arguing with them, <laughs> telling them that I'm fine. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not fine. But I was like, dude, I feel like, I'm not lying to you. I feel fine. I can't, like, I got to finish the race. All right, Kenny, so that, that was, uh, interesting i think it's it's funny because to me like chase kept saying you know I, I was fine like i felt fine i remember everything i wouldn't lie well i don't think anybody's gonna say he's lying he probably did think he was fine i question the concussion or even if it's not a concussion like he was loopy a little bit so i i, I applaud the the trackside guys the, the you know the the medical guys for not letting him get back on and i think i think he's a little i don't want to say delusional I think he's a little unaware of he wasn't okay in my mind. I'm no expert, but I, I don't feel like he's okay. And they definitely need to check him out before he races Saturday. Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. Um, I want to start off by saying that I, I really like uh, Chase's transparency and sincerity um, of his phone call. And yeah, he was shook up. You could tell, clearly shook up. And you know, but in his mind, all all he knows is get on the bike and go and try yeah. to win. You know, and and I would have done the same thing. I would argue with him too. You know, you know, leave me alone. Never get on my dirt bike. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he you could tell he was rattled. And um, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it before. And them, them guys are are uh, they're paid to race their dirt bikes, and that's what they want to do. Yeah, that's the racer in us, Triple. I mean, you know, especially when we're younger, you know, we're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sore, I'm hurt, but I'm okay, I can go. And head injuries, man, you got to be careful. So they did a good job. But again, I do, I love the fact that Steve got him on. I love the fact that, like you said, you know, Chase came on and was, as he said, transparent and talked about it. You know, you know, even though maybe he thought he was okay, it's it'd been really easy for Chase just to be like, yeah, man, I don't want to do that tonight. Yeah, totally. Like. No, you know, a lot of racers probably would have, honestly. Um, but I feel like this new generation coming up is is willing to get out in front of this kind of stuff and talk about it. You know, we saw with Adam on his Instagram when he talked about his injuries and, you know, and we're seeing personalities like Jet and, you know, Justin out the vlog. So I think a lot of these guys are getting out of those that normal realm of what you have to do or what you need to do. You know what I mean? They're kind of being more transparent with everything. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that's really cool. Um, I think that's so hopefully because- that will... Do oh, you think that's because Steve rants about it all the time? Like, like you know, what what does it matter? Just be, tell us the truth. You think that's all because of Steve? Maybe. Or, I don't want to give Steve credit for that, though. I'll, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can give him a little bit of credit, but I think it's just a, a just a, everything, right? Just that generation, you know. It's We're seeing guys now that are racing competitively and being up front. Like, 
Tomac and Anderson are both close to 30. Um, and, you know, now you got these young kids coming up and they're doing well. And so I think now everybody's just looser. And I, I talked about this with somebody else too, is we're seeing a lot more kids in the pits now too than we've ever seen. So I think just the yeah. whole industry as a whole is just different. Um, just the vibes and everything are different. So I respect Chase, like I said earlier, for doing that. And I think that will kind of hopefully keep going. And to your point about the concussion, A-Star's medical crew, man, it's, it's good to see those guys on on every round to yep. be there for those guys. Because yep. like Stu Baylor made the point too. He's like, we need those guys <laughs> yeah. at GNCCs. Yeah. Um, so to have that crew, we got, I, I get it. They're, they're just being cautious. But, you know, with Chase's career, that one time they're not cautious could be something that could end something for him. So um, it's better to be safe than sorry, correct? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I I thought it was really weird that he talked about how the they took him out through the crowd. That doesn't make any sense because the asterisk. No, he was talking about when he was leaving, like when he as when they bent oh, over. Oh, okay. what he was referring to. Wow, now yeah, when feels- he was going to leave the the races, he had to go through the elevator to the main floor to get out. That makes him. Yeah, I wasn't right. at okay. that. I wasn't at that. I've never been to that stadium. Yeah, but from one from what it sounded like when he was trying to leave. When the night was over, he had to go through the elevator to get out to leave. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm thinking back because he did talk about the main concourse. But like, I had it in my notes. Yeah. Took him out through the crowd. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But I, I okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. And it. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because, like, dude, I'm I'm honestly like he said he was ready to snap, and I'm like, dude, could you imagine if that would happen with all the phones and everything? Like, oh, if yeah. someone would just would have said the wrong thing or threw a beer on him or something. Oh, yeah, like the, the ah, chip, like the girl in a, that the the incident A one with the girl that showed her boobs and then the, the yeah the, the Karen came up and they threw beer at her yeah that yeah can you imagine that being Chase <laughs> yeah God, that could have been bad all right Goreline uh how about Kiefer's analogy he's talked about this before about Chase looking like Giselle but then sometimes she farts like I don't know <laughs> that is so Kiefer and I don't yeah. know if it holds water but I don't care because it's great yeah only Kiefer right yeah yeah well <laughs> I, I can see what he was trying to say you know I sure. mean I mean sex Sexton's he doesn't have sex in his name for nothing yeah that guy he, he, <laughs> okay he rides a motorcycle sexy as hell I mean I think we can all agree on that and then just every once um, in a while he rips one yeah, every once in a while he just cuts one. Yep, it, it happens. That's great. I love it. I love the Pulpamex show so much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Triple. And then, like, the other thing that was really kind of cool was Chase talking about, you know, they talked about the quad. He's like, yeah, yeah, there was a few quads out there. There's more quads. You know, you can pretty much jump anything in a 450. He's just so casual about it. Like, yeah, yeah, there was more out there. We yeah. just, I just didn't pull the trigger. And I'm sitting there going, the only thing on that track I saw during press day that I was like, oh, I'll jump that was the tabletop. I love the tabletop. Yeah, it's it's crazy what these guys think of when they do track walks. Yeah. Just, just to hear Chase talk about that. And Keeper nailed on the head, dude. Chase's technique, man, like he is, he is really cool to watch like he's he's good yeah when he but when he talks about like oh yeah there's other quads out there that weren't done i'm like yeah you are just aliens a different breed of human because he did talk about like they tripled into that on that left-hander and he was like yeah i want or quadded in and he was like yeah i thought about quadding out but there was like no lift on that but the fact that he's like like thinking about it just a totally it really it, it <clears throat> cements how different these guys think and how different they are talent wise. And it's, it's just, it makes it really more, even more impressive. So that was cool. 
Last thing on Chase. Yeah, that's, that's Stu's problem, dude. Stu's, <laughs> Stu's got that in. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the last thing on Chase that I want to touch on was was his childhood stories he touched on. When I was really young, I was a really big fan of Ricky. Mm-hmm. And I think Chad beat Ricky there, maybe 06. And yep. I threw an absolute tantrum in the, in the stands, like crying, <laughs> super mad. And then ever since then, I became a Chad fan. Obviously, uh-huh. Chad and Ricky, but more... Yeah. I was a huge fan of Chad, and that's kind of funny, though. I threw, I mean, when I say a meltdown, it was yeah. a meltdown. Jeez, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Did you get any goggles or jerseys from guys after the races? I was too shy. I was very I was very shy growing up. I remember yeah. I remember going out that Red Bud, and that was the year Baggett, I think, was winning the 250 championship, and he ended up winning uh-huh. that year. Yeah. Um, I went to his pit. Maybe this is the year. No, it was the year he was winning. I went to his pit, and I stood there for maybe, I don't know, I felt like, an hour, but I was probably there for 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And his wife actually came up to me because she saw me standing there. And I asked her, I finally got enough courage to ask her for a pair of goggles. And I didn't end up getting them, but it, it took me that long to ask for something. I asked Stanton for a jersey at Millville one year, and he was just like, he snapped at me. He's like, no. And I, like, I, that's scary. <laughs> it, it, like, it left such an imprint in me. I'm like, wow. I'm never asking for a jersey right. again. Ken, I, I think this is great because. You know, we think of Chase as like right. He's he's a champion. He's a two fifty champion. He's a super. He's been right riding at a high level most of his life. But he's still just a fan. He's a kid standing in the pits. You know, and you know throwing a temper tantrum when his favorite rider gets beat. He's just like the rest of us. You know, the only thing that kind of I kind of want to call him out on is like I was. He said he was a Ricky guy and he was mad that Chad beat him and then he became a Chad fan. You can't do that, Chase. No. <laughs> You know, when Ricky was or Chad beat Stu, I did not become a Chad fan. I was just pissed. But he's just like one of us, man. He's just a fan, and I love the story, a little insight into his childhood. And, you know, yeah, it's just cool, man. I think I like this. I like these backstories. Yeah, I agree. It was a great story. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it just goes to show how, you know, how he's a fan like we are. And, and fans like us love to hear those kind of stories, you know. It's, yep. it's really cool. Yeah, I think so. It brings it brings that stuff out. Do you have any stories like that, Kenny? I mean, I'm sure you've gone to – where are you at based out of? What's your local Supercross? Uh, my local Supercross was Seattle my entire life and then Washougal. So, yeah, I, I, I've i been to a lot of them. Uh, my dad took me and my brother almost every year. And back then it was two-night events. Yeah. Um, in the kingdom, you know, uh, old school, great times. I, I have a thousand memories. Um, you, you I have- think the one that – Go ahead. I think the one that sticks out the most is I think it was 85 or 86 when RJ broke his wrist. Oh, yeah. At Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, just a lot of them. I, just all of them old, older, right? That's why I was uh, so stoked on, on Jim Holly being <laughs> on the show this week. I mean, I've watched them guys my entire life. It's uh, They're just, you know, awesome. Yeah, they are. We're going to get into Holly in just a second. Actually, that's one of the next things we're going to talk about. But first... Uh, triple his story about Blake Baggett was the one that caught me though because it reminded me dude it almost mirrored my story of meeting Blake for the first time when my first time in 17 as media and I went to Lakewood and I didn't know the rules and I've told the story before maybe on here but like I stood outside Blake's on press day outside the tent or whatever 
waiting to meet Blake to try to get an interview. And I didn't know I could go in and talk to him. I just didn't know how it worked. So I stood there for about 30 minutes and then Keely came up and was like, Hey, do you need anything? It's like almost the same story, except I wasn't asking for goggles, but so I felt Chase's story, but have you ever had something like that triple where you're like, Hey man, I got to meet somebody. I mean, I know your homies with AC and all, but back in the day. No, no, I honestly, I did that at San Francisco Supercross. kind of just stood outside for Carmichael. Um, and he never came, so I got Goose, Mike Gossler's autograph, and yeah. Roger DeCoster's autograph on a pair of Oakley goggles, and I'm actually looking at them right now. They're so old, the foam fell off of them. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And then, That's- actually, it's funny. I left that pit and went to Wyndham's pit, and he was on his bicycle warming up for the main. I'm, like, the only dude in the pit. Like, I just kind of just a weirdo yeah and Wyndham was warming up on his bicycle and i went over there and he signed a jersey and that's the jersey that's actually behind me when i do my shows like you can see like what's behind me and that's the yeah. Wyndham jersey that's behind me and he signed it so very like, cool I was like 14 years old or something but yeah i think we've all had those super fan moments right you know oh, I mean? of course of course and i'm gonna shift gears real fast and steve it's sort of away from pulp MX, so but you said you don't listen anyway anymore so that's cool so you you know right you 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 game with AC right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So I yeah. and I think I've told you like I felt like in the past and I've told Steve this like I felt like AC had a little bit of an issue with me like he wasn't a like it just always got the f- vibe that he wasn't like a fan of talking to me for, for whatever reason. I've told you that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so press day at at Minneapolis, you know Steve and Weege and. Um, I think Kiefer was out there and I think RC was over there and AC was over there. Like they were standing on the, on the start straight during press day. Cause nobody was using that section. They're all talking and I made my way out there and, you know, and I, I had actually interviewed AC a few minutes, a little bit before at the beginning of press and he gave me some time and, you know, I'm listening to them talk. I'm listening. I'm like, I'm the, I'm the fly in the wall when Steve is getting these little tidbits of information that he drops on the pulp show every once in a while, we go, where'd he get that from? Like I'm, I'm there. I'm hearing AC give some info. You know, it's off the record, and I'm just being quiet. And AC's talking, and that's cool. I'm like, man, I, I really feel. I'm waiting for him to go. Like, why are you here? You know, because I feel like he doesn't like me, but he's cool. Okay. And then Steve tells him, yeah. hey, man, you know, we're cutting his pony tonight. And AC, you know, AC is kind of like, okay, like that's weird, but whatever. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he just kind of lets it go. Uh, but then that night, Friday night, AC is on the at the live show before they cut my hair. And he's there for a little yeah. while, you know, and, and we don't really get to see each other much because I'm in the back or whatever, but he's, we, we say hi for a minute. Oh, no, no big deal. I'm still thinking, I don't know. I don't think the dude really likes me a whole lot, but he's had a lot of dark side time. He knows there's, you know, because Steve's been talking about it. They've been talking about the hair and blah, blah, blah. So Saturday yeah. morning, I'm in the pits, you yeah. know, with my new hairdo and we're indoors and I don't remember who I was talking to. AC rolls by on a scooter. What's up, dark side? And I was like, Oh, like Dude, you're yes, in. I'm in. I'm in. You're in. So yeah, I love it. Me and Chris Betts, AC's homies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody Dude. gives a shit about that story, but it was honestly probably my favorite part of the fucking weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that, funny. Yeah, I it's, loved it. It's, so. it's actually funny to bring that. Like, I don't talk much about that stuff. You know, the things that the gaming and all that, but yeah. Um, it is funny though. Cause like we literally just were talking about that. I was like, Hey, I got to hop off. Like I got to go do a show with your favorite person. And he was like dark side. And I'm like, yeah, 
Uh, wait, how'd that go? No, no, we need more details. Like you just said that, and he. No, I don't want to go into too many details, dude. Because then if he listens and stuff, he'll give me shit. Ah, oh, shit! All right, we're talking off air. We'll talk off air. Yeah. Okay. Back to Holly uh, Goreline. So Holly had early in the show had some really great stories, right? He was talking about testing and some of the crazy stuff he did, and Kiefer like remembered seeing him do these cliff jumps and. He told stories like, yeah, man, you know, I just thought about, like, if I got hurt, like, I was screwed. There's no ambulance out there. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know if, if Holly would be a get in, good in-studio guest all by himself, but I feel like it's time for Steve to do another hour or two, like, a, a, a just a long form with Holly, because I think there's so much more there. I, I feel like there's endless stories that he could tell. He could almost do a series with Holly, like an hour a month, and get testing, racing, travel, uh, party, whatever stories from Holly. He was fantastic. Yeah, he sure was. And, and like you said, you know, the stories that guy probably has, you know, he's been in this so long, he's probably forgotten more than all three of us know about Moto. You know? Yeah. And uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a legend. And, um, I, I can only imagine. I, I would love to have been, you know, around at that time. And then it, when them guys were partying like that, would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, would have been. <laughs> yeah, you'd have some stories too. So since you're a first-timer on here, do you have a favorite co-host? You know, mine's Kiefer. Uh, there's really – that that's never changed. So Kiefer's my guy. Do you have a guy that you're just like, all right, I'm so excited this dude's in studio? Yeah, uh, it's Keeper as well. Okay, um, I'm a, I'm a big Blair guy too. Um, you know, Steve's very good at, at getting the people in there that are very interesting. Um, I, I like most all of them. There's, there's only a few that I'm not crazy about. Me going? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I actually really like your. Um, but yeah, Keeper's always great because the dude's got no filter like me. You know, he's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's yes. all kind of he, he's perfectly <laughs> fucked up, just like I am. So. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, so I, I I like hearing uh I like hearing all that stuff from them guys. Cool. All right, man. All right. So, Guts Racing, man. They're a big sponsor of the wrap up show. Been around, sponsor of the Pulp Show. Uh, and there's a contest we're going to talk about in a little while that also involves Guts Racing. But Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off highway seat manufacturing company, offering high performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and Jeremy McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've come to the right place. So check out GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. Let's get into Marvin Moosegan for a minute. I'm kind of, I'm not really going into the guess and order, guys. I'm saving Phil. You know, that's, we got to say the best <laughs> for last. And I love mm-hmm. me some Phil. So let's go to Marvin, uh, who gets his first podium Saturday in this, of the year in, in Minneapolis, obviously. I want to ask you this first, Triple. Do you think, and this is, again, coming from a YouTube comment, do you think his English has gotten better, his interview presence has gotten better? We know Marvin, when you ask him something, he gives you a long answer. It's kind of rough on the podium, but in an interview like this, like his answers are really good, a lot of information, in my opinion, not too much information. And I kind of agreed with that guy, man. Like his English, he's really easy to understand. It's funny you say that because that's the first thing I thought of when he was on. I was like, this guy's been in the States for quite a minute now. Yeah. And uh, 
and his English, it's getting better for sure. Yeah, I would say that. But it is, it definitely went through my mind when when he came on. You know what I mean? Like I literally thought about that as well. Okay, um, I thought you were about to say no. I, I couldn't understand him. No, no, I can I can good. understand him, but it's it's it, it's one of those things to where, you know, Joe's been over here for a little bit, and Joe's English is pretty good. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny that guy said that because I literally had that same thought too. Cool. Uh, how about you, Kenny? You, you like you like Marvin? You think his answers are good? His info. Yeah, yeah, I think his English has gotten way better. I was just thinking when Triple J was just talking about that, he, just even recently is when he took Tomac out of Foxborough. He was <laughs> way harder to understand then than he is now. I think he's he's uh, grown leaps and bounds with his English since then. Yeah, that was just a few years ago. Yeah, so all right. Well, let's uh, let's listen you to ask Benton Blair that question. No, no, no. Big Marvin fan. Oh, big yeah, Marvin Blair. fan. Yeah. I, well, I'm a big Vincent Blair fan, but yeah, we'll, I love it. For Vince. sure. He's my favorite Blair brother. Uh, but let's, let's listen to Marvin. He's everybody. Let's listen to Marvin talk about training with DV. I saw you at State Fair last week, and this is a DV training program, Steve. Yeah. So, yeah. But I thought it was cool. It's something different. You know, yeah. DV's having Marv come out and practice some ruts, doing some things. It, it wasn't the conditions I don't think Marv wanted because we thought it would be a little bit softer because of the rain, but. It just gets him out of his uh, normal routine, I feel like. And I guess I wanted to ask you, Marv, like, is that something that you look forward to, doing something different with DV? Yeah, and that's, that's exactly why I wanted to, to change my program and, uh, and wanted to, to be with DV. And, and I knew things like this are, are part of his program. DV said, oh, you, you're fine. You can ride your Supercross bike. He <laughs> said, stop complaining, you know. And then, man, I was actually pretty tired after riding state fair on my supercross bike that was that was pretty rough rut practice or is it just not let's just have fun on state fair like what's the idea behind it okay so the funny things with with dv uh (laughs) my very first day with dv was actually at, at state fair uh last year and uh he rode he sent me the program and he rode uh fun day like and nothing else like fun day of riding yep and then and we got there, and he was here, obviously. So, and then doing a warm up, and then and then he starts, you know, telling me, "Oh, you have to push harder coming into that corner. You're a little slow, and here and there, you know." Yeah. And I said, "Dude, it, it said Sunday on the program, but I know DV. You know, he wants to work on on things like this, and a little bit of the same thing on on last Wednesday. You know, on the program, he gave me like." Uh, whatever three sessions to do and but basically he wrote the same thing like fun day like technique and nothing else right but he was there and then he gave me some pointer and stuff like that so it, it, it's pretty funny but he loves it so kenny this was cool to me because marvin gave us a little bit of the insight of why he left alden right i mean he didn't talk bad about alden we know that we've, we're pretty under under the assumption they still have a good relationship but he wanted to do some things differently and I thought that was really cool. Like that was some insights and, you know, he wasn't hiding anything. And I just kind of love the the fact that DV sprinkled in there with fun day, fun day, you know, that's our DV that we know, but that I just thought that was great, man. That was some of the best stuff out of Marvin that I've heard in a while. Well, first of all, anyone that trains with DV should know that there will be no fun. Had. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun day for DV. Yeah. Right. He can ride fun down as much as he wants, but you know, there's not going to be none of that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. He, uh, I like to hear that too. You know, it's got to be tough doing the same thing day in, day out, the same program for that many years, you know, and it's got to be refreshing for them guys to, to, you know, to have something 
to them that's more exciting than what they've been doing, you know. So the change that Anderson and Tomac have made, and, you know, even Marvin Coop, um, you know, it's something for them to look forward to, I think. Would you agree on that? Absolutely. I was actually just about to make that point when I threw it over the triple is that, yeah, it's a it's a change of program, like you just said, right? I mean, yeah, K, uh, Jason and Eli made huge changes with teams. Mookie made changes with teams. Cooper and Marvin stay on the same team, but they made a change in their program. Because Triple, like, I, I've said this a bunch, and my my opinion doesn't relate to these pros in any way whatsoever. But I don't want to ride at the same track every day. I don't want to ride at the same track every month. Like, I want to go to other places. I want to I ride with my buddies. I want to mix it up because, yeah, it's a job. Yeah, there's millions of dollars on the line. But at the end of the day, these guys got into it because it's fun, and it's fun to ride with your buddies. I would think that yeah. would make the racing better unless you're a guy well even Eli's starting to go that way but Eli's kind of said hey man I like to do I really like to grind do my own thing kind of hide what I have but for me like I I would want to be able to mix it up and I think he kind of Marvin kind of touched on that you know yeah it's different and that's why I left yeah and I think it's one of those things there was a there from what I heard this year there was a rider that was like that that was complaining that he was you know kind of over only having one tractor ride so he was kind of going in between different coasts in his off season training and you know, his competitors have multiple tracks to ride and it's one of those things too. Like it just got to keep it fun, you know? And I think that's why Florida is kind of the future. You know, these, these riders, you have retros and 83 and sandbox and all this stuff and they're changing the tracks and they have multiple supercross tracks there at the facility. And, and, and even, can go you know, to, they can go to each other's facilities. Like we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Marvin said, like, it's hard to, ra- it's hard to get ready for race weekends when the tracks aren't under those conditions. Right. So yep. Yep. I think that's why the big push for this is the big push. Why a lot of these guys are kind of trying to do their own thing is because they want to ride, they want to have fun, but they also want, you know, beat up tracks because a fresh track doesn't get you ready for a main event on Saturday night. Let's be honest. Yeah. You're and he t- you're right. He touched on that. Uh, yeah. Goreline. It's, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember to call you Goreline. I'm, I'm forcing it, but whatever. <laughs> so you you said you you usually listen while you're commuting. Have you ever watched any of the video from YouTube or Facebook uh, for the show? I do. I try to watch sometimes on Monday nights, but I get up like four o'clock every morning on uh, uh, during the week, so I yeah. can't stay up too late. But yeah, I, I try to watch once in a while. Yeah. So I, it was really funny. Be, well, I say it was funny. So during. Marvin's call or call. Yeah. The Shane calls in and he, he wants to talk to Marvin and then he's like, Hey, my kid wants to talk to you. And you know, for most people, that's really cute. It's cool. Oh man, this kid's going to get to talk to Marvin. You know, Marvin's really good with this kid. He's like, Hey, how are you buddy? And you like, I'm just watching Steve. That's all I'm watching. It, like he's, he's doing stuff on it on the laptop and he's, he's not checked out cause this is what he does all the show. He's, he's multitasking, but it almost looks like he's checked out. And in my mind, I'm going, Oh, Steve hates this. Steve fucking hates this kids on here and just wanting to say hi to like, that's not important. It's not interesting to Steve. It's, it, it was awkward for me. Did you feel that at all? Listening to the audio? I did. I did. Okay, you good. know, I, historically speaking, uh, Steve has not been real kid friendly on the show. <laughs> yeah. He, he hung honest. up on him. <laughs> yeah. Remember that when he hung up on that? Kid? Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, I, I didn't see it, but I can imagine he's probably, you know, getting ready for the next segment or whatever. Does he feel like he needs to do next? 
Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Chris mentioned that when I called in at the end of my call. You remember he's like, hey, remember we talked about this this weekend? Like when Steve starts going, yeah, yeah, like he's out. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. He does it over and over and over when you're hanging out with him. Whether Once he's done with the topic, <laughs> he's done. So I was I was waiting for him to go. <laughs> All right, kid, we got to go. So, but he was good. He let the kid go, and it was sweet, man. I dug it. Um, what hey, do you other... think you would hung? Do you think you would hung up if it was Augie on the phone? No, of course not. No, <laughs> no. But the kid's different, man. Yeah, for him, yeah. It's great. Uh, last thing I got on Marvin is this piece of audio. They 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 replayed some of our favorite pieces of audio from DV for Marvin. Let's listen. Yeah, he's DV. He he once gave Adam Cincerello this uh, this advice, Marv, on our show. Let's play this. Wake up, Supercross. Eat Supercross. Shit, Supercross. <laughs> Fuck Supercross. <laughs> and sleep Supercross. That's his advice to Adam Cincerello. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Triple, that response from Marvin was so great. Okay. Like, I don't yeah, know if he he's like, I deal with this guy every day. Yeah, I, I get it. I was kind of like, <laughs> did he understand what was being said? Or was he just like, he didn't yeah. even laugh. So I don't know, like, if he took the full effect of that piece of audio. But Marvin's response. I think he just gets DV. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that's just DV's, uh, or not DV's, but Marvin's kind of, you know, like I said, he's working with DV every day. So I bet that that kind of shenanigans or that kind of talk. It's probably like every day, you know, there's a pretty popular photo of David going through the whoops and like tennis shoes. Oh yeah. So I think yeah. he's the type of guy that's just like, dude, like he just gives it how, how, whatever he's feeling you, there is no, no filter with, with DV. No, there's not. You're right. That, that was good. I loved Marvin's response. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Uh, all right, let's change subjects. We talked a little bit ago. They brought up how would jet or how would Christian do against jet? Let's listen. How would Craig have done on the coast this weekend? Like, quickly? I feel like Jet had more in the tank, yeah. and I, but I do feel like Craig beats Austin Forkner and McAdoo and those guys. Jet could take it to another level if he would have needed to. Jet or Christian, who you got right now? Who's better? I think uh, I think Christian. I, I like what Keeper said about raw speed. Um, I think racecraft and. Um, just kind of a, a natural sense of how to control a race. I think Jet is pretty amazing to me. And, and we have to remember these are two different, like, maturity levels. You know, Jet's 18 and Christian's, yep. what, 31? Yep. Um, so, so for them to be very similar of how they're managing races at their different ages is, is pretty amazing, right? You almost expect it for Christian. He's been there and done that. But for Jet, he looks like a seasoned veteran and how yeah. he approaches not only Supercross races, but also, like you mentioned uh, earlier or yesterday, Steve, uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross races. Like, yeah. he doesn't make big mistakes. He doesn't do dumb things. He doesn't throw races away. And that's that's not common. That That's really uh, something we don't see very often, especially yeah. from kids that are, that are only 18. Kenny, I'll go to you first on this one. You know, I don't know that I agree. Like Steve kind of implied that, you know, Jet had more in the tank, which I do agree with, but like that he might be able to get the better of Christian. I don't agree with that. I, I just, I think, I think Christian beats Jet. Now, like, maybe not every time, but uh, I think overall, I, I'm going to go Christian. It depends on the track, right? Christian, I think, has raw speed, um, but I think it goes off of, 
what the track layout is. If the track's very technical and um, very jumpy, I think Jet does really good. But if the track is longer with big set of whoops or maybe even two sets of whoops, I think we see a really good race. And but we do know they both can go the distance. Like Christian this year does not look like he's been very tired after these twenty these fifteen minute mains. No man, that's what. Uh, yeah, I think Christian's he has just as much in the tank as as Jet does. Uh, yeah, Gorline. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on it? And uh, I was going to ask you something else, but go ahead and go with that first. What, what What do you think, man? Christian or Jet? Man, I think I have to put my money on Christian just because of the yeah. experience. Uh, I, I I only say that because uh, you know Jet. He is young. He's handled the pressure very well, and he's uh, he's an, he's amazing. Um, but man, I think Christian gets him. I do too. So I think Steve's wrong in that. And, and he talked, they kept talking about Jets racecraft, how impressive it is. And yeah, it is impressive for his age. They're right about that. But I don't believe for a second, uh, Goreline, that I don't think Jets racecraft is better than Christian's. I don't, I don't buy that at all. Uh, I, I might be with you on that. Um, I, I, I do ag- agree a lot with what, with what Triple J just said about the, the track being technical and, you know, and, and whatever conditions may play to either a Jet or a Christian, um, that would affect the outcome for sure. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Listen, you guys have heard all about Michelin Starcross 5s, the motorcycle tires on Pulpamex. Pulp Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of this very Pulpamex wrap-up show, thanks to Randy Richardson. And in 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same bicycle tires, Michelin Bicycle Tires is mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, then you need to visit bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. And speaking of Michelin, Randy called in Monday night uh, to promote their new contest, the Michelin Shift, to, Shift into Spring Contest. And if you guys didn't catch it, all you got to do is go, if you go buy a set of, let's see here, on a road, road motorcycle. It's not, it's not a contest, it's a rebate. Okay, sorry, rebate. Thanks, Triple. Sorry. Thanks, man. Yeah. I have to sell them every day, that's all. Sorry, yep. my You're... WPS kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you, if you buy a set of road motorcycle tires, you can get a $50 reward, or also on motorcycle and bicycle tires, a, th- a $30 rebate on off-road bicycle tires, like I said. Uh, now to March 7th, all you got to do is purchase a set of tires online at a retailer or at your local dealership, fill out the paperwork on the Michelin's website, and you get this uh, $30 off, right? Is that, how, is that how it works, Triple, since you know so much? Yeah, it's 50, it's 50 bucks on a motorcycle set, yep. uh, road or dirt, and then 30 on a bicycle set. And I can actually, uh, I might be able to send the link to you so you can post it. Um, I just don't know if it's under, you know, with our work stuff, if we're allowed to share it or not, but oh, okay. I can possibly send it so you can share with the listeners. But so yeah, just buy a set and then um, just go through the Michelin conditions, and it's super easy. They send you a gift card, and you can use it wherever you want. It's really cool. Now, did you you just said it's fifty dollars for road or dirt bike tires, right? But I think he said road yep. was fifty. He said road was fifty, and dirt and bicycle was thirty. Um, look at that on road tires. 30 back offer. Okay, yeah, he is right. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So, yes, it is 50 so you don't know shit, for on-road, 30. I know. It shows you how many programs I've sold, huh? <laughs> so, then 30 back on a set of off-road or scooter or bicycle tires. Well, either way, go support Michelin. Yeah, Buy you some Starcross 5s. Buy you some of the BMX tires, man, if you're out riding BMX. 
And, of course, they've got all the, the different road tires. You've got the Wild Enduro, which I use on my mountain bike, the E-Wild for your e-bikes, uh, Jet XCR Competition, Road Power Road tires. They're, they're fantastic. I, I don't ride. I don't pedal enough, but I need to get out there and get those damn Wild Enduros dirty. It's been a while, and i got to start getting my ass in shape. Yeah. Because one of these days, Kenny, I am getting a dirt bike from Steve and Chris. I don't know when it's going to be. It's coming soon, though, and I'm not in shape to ride that two-stroke at all. I'm not even in shape to ride a four-stroke. <laughs> I'm super excited to see the bike. Um, I, I got to say, if, if they were cutting my pony, I would have made sure the bike was on the stage while they were cutting it. Yeah, my stepdaughter and a few other people said that, but I, I know it's a – I trust Chris, so – I mean, yeah, what am I yeah. going to get him to do to fly out here with a motorcycle or fly out to Mini with a motorcycle? Yeah. You know? but right. it, hey, do we get it? Do we get a new intro? It seems like, oh, fuck, I fucked up my own free bike. Fuck. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. If I, if anything, that, hey. okay. yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, if anything, I, I need to stop throwing myself under the bus because I do it enough. <laughs> yeah. And I, was, yeah, I don't know if I'll get in trouble intro. with Randy. Yo, go ahead. Sorry, Gore. You have the best intro on the show, hands down by far. I've heard that, yep. so I'm glad you guys it enjoy good. it. But okay, what about Randy Triple? Uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble with Randy, but there is a new a new tire coming too. That's going to be really cool. I don't I've, know. I've, I've heard it should be launched later this year, but it's going to be really neat. So I've, I've heard I've heard that. such things. Heard the rumblings. Yeah, I I have pictures of it. Oh, I can't share it with you. Though. Okay, yeah, you can. <laughs> you can share that with me when we talk about what AC said. So we'll talk. We'll be talking after while you're door dashing. Uh, I love DoorDash. Yeah. Um, Damn it, man. You threw me off. Oh, the bike. So while Kiefer and I were backstage before the event started, he was FaceTiming with Aiden, and Aiden was in the garage, and he was like, hey, Darkside, here's your bike. And and Chris turned the phone away real quick. No, he can't see it. Like I know what it looks like. I've seen pictures of him. (laughs) But nope, he wouldn't let me see it. So I'm still not 100% sure it's there, but I I think it is. All right. Are you doing Bermlord graphics or decal work? No, uh, Bermlords, man. They're they're my guys. The, there the we guys, go. Nice, the guys nice. at Decal Works reached out and they, and he told me anything I ever need, he'll take care of me. So that's greatly appreciated. But man, my 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 buddy Shand, who owns Shock Socks and wrote for Whole Shot Magazine, owns Bermlord. That's my guy, man. I crash on his couch when I go to Dallas most of the time. He's taken care of me for years. So uh, I'm sticking. I stick with my people. Yep, I love that. Loyalty is hard to find nowadays, so I love that. That's yes, it. Like, look at Kiefer, right? Fly, FXR, whatever, whatever, man. Just jump in from ship to ship. Then that's why <laughs> today I got my Fly OGO uh, layover bag. To Kiefer, nice, huh? Yeah, it is. Because you know, I also got made fun of. Because I also, we're gonna get to the rant. But I also check a ninety eight hundred every time I go somewhere. You never know what you're bringing back. That's but, true. But I bought a layover bag. I got one in today. Kiefer did not get one because he's not fly. So, you know, sorry. Sorry, Kiefer. Yeah, there's a whole set. There's a whole layover. So, if oh. anybody saw Darkside's kit, there's a whole set. There's a yep. layover bag, a 9800, and a backpack. And it's all OGO. It's a yeah. whole kit. All so. fly. All fly. Flyracing.com. Yep. I got it all. I, I, I support my peeps. Okay. Phil Nicoletti, back on the show, Goreline. I love Phil Steve saying, I oh, I didn't want to have you on, actually upset me. I told Phil during press day, I'm not sure it was on while I was recording his interview, but I was like, dude, when you're on, when you were doing the the race, the check-in, the, the, the motorsport check-in every week outdoors, it was my favorite thing. I could always get so much audio for this wrap-up show from you because of the shit you say. 
I love Phil, Kenny. Yeah, you can never have too much Phil Nicoletti on the Pulpit Mech show. Never. So many drops. Nope. So many. <laughs> right. And if you he listen needs to, to do he needs to do a merch line, man. He he would make a ton of money. He would probably do really well. I do not disagree with you, but I bet he'd be like, Oh, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And you know, because he's not gonna pay for it. Somebody else is gonna have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh he had he had a very busy First race back to Death Cross, and there was a lot of excitement in the press box. Phil, we're up in the press box, right? And these two numb nuts, Weege and Steve, they see it coming, all right? So they see what happened oh, during, just... during. They see it, right? And then they see you gassing it down the side of the, the track, right? They're like, oh, here it comes. They're freaking out. They're like, yes, the phones are coming out. Yeah, they had their phones. Yeah, and I'm like, no. what the, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's coming. It's here coming. It comes. It and, it comes. and then all of a sudden you get in there and they're like, yes, yes, he's back. He's back. Because as sure as the sun is coming up in the morning, Phil is going to have some you, words you with would, Austin Forkner. Oh, my God. You made their night, dude. That was the night right there. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about us getting excited over the Forkner thing when he was racing up to catch a Forkner. Yes. How about Wygant when Phil is yelling or, 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 or going after Corey Karsten, Barry's kid, oh, yes. in practice? I mean, Wy- oh, I Wygant loves Barry. Oh, I didn't see that He's one. New He's Jersey like, legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was awesome. And now his buddy Phil is, is throwing his hand up at Corey Karsten. Like, yes, that was good. Right. He's like, is that is that Karsten? He's like, oh, no. No. we just like, no. No. <laughs> so, yeah, Wygant was very uh, conflicted on that one. And I saw Jordan coming. Like, I heard his bike, so I, like, you know, use a racer instinct. I kind of looked over in the air. Seeing he was there, and I kind of checked up because he was coming in like a bat out of hell. And next thing I know, he's flying through a tough block and just cartwheeling. And I'm like, what the hell? And I, like, try and check up, and next thing you know, I'm getting clobbered by his bike. Fuck, man. I'm screwed. Wow. It's actually kind of funny because in the heat race, like when I blew off the track, when I came back on, mm-hmm. I I purposely, it's kind of jacked up, but I kind of like kicked the hay bale out for whoever was like right behind me. Um, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> so good. That's veteran and shit it, right that's, there. That's Jim yeah, Holly yeah. move. That's a yeah, Jim yeah, Holly yeah, move. Uh, oh, triple. So a couple things. There, you, they would be so good to have cameras on during, like if you could get cameras on the press box, stuff like that, because Kiefer's 100% right. We were all going nuts. We were all sitting in a row. It was like me, Kiefer, Weege, Holly, and and uh, Steve, which Holly was only up there at the night show. But like when the Carson thing happened, I, I feel like I think I was the only one that saw it. I thought because I definitely I said something to Kiefer. He didn't see it. And then it started spreading, and we we're just kind of watching to see what happens. And, of course, in the night show when Forkner did that, like I had my camera out. As soon as the checkered fl- flew, I pulled my camera out and hit record. My, on my phone, and you couldn't really, it wasn't a very good video, but I had something just in case nobody else got it because we knew that shit was coming. And who else can have this much stuff happen to him besides Phil, Triple? I don't know. Like, do you think Phil, <laughs> do you think Phil's just like, what? I mean, he kind of did his hint at it, but he's just like, that guy can't catch a break. Yeah, it was, but, but like we 2018 love till now, he's like, I'll come back, you know, get the race, and yeah, he almost dies twice in one day. Yeah, but there's no, like, in the press box, there's no, oh, God, I feel so bad for Phil. Like, why did Austin no. jump into him? It's all, yeah! <laughs> watch, watch, watch. Yeah, that's all it was. It's like it was, going to a, uh, it's like going to a bull, like a bull or a rodeo event. Like, uh, it's just, 
instant comedy. Well, it, to me, it was like when you hear people say, oh, I went to NASCAR because they, they crash a lot. Like that's, you're not going yeah. for the racing. You're going for the sideshow gore line. Like that's all they care about up there in that box. Those, that group of guys was, is Phil going to lose his shit? And is he going to give a throat, throat slit? And he, he kind of did, but he, he actually kept it in check better than I thought. Do you think Phil's already pissed when he leaves the house before he even goes to the track? <laughs> you would think that, but I've had a chance. Like he was at he was at the uh, Friday night show, you know, and and he's pretty cool, man. Like he sounds grumpy, and he probably is if you're with him all the time. You really know him, but actually, he's not that bad when you're just talking to him. He's he's funny, dude. He's just a cool dude. So I'm gonna say no. I don't think he's grumpy all the time, pissed off, but it wouldn't take much to get him there. Yeah, he's got a short fuse for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's great, man. And the hay bale story, Goreline, dude, like, it, it's fucking hilarious. But had the <laughs> roles been reversed, he kills somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the way Phil explains things, the animated, it's hilarious. It, it, it's fun to listen to him talk, right? Yeah. I, he, uh, he doesn't hold back. He tells you what he thinks. And, hey, man, we need more of that in this world. I think he he could easily be a weekly guest like JT is, even if it's just for a few minutes. And I, I really, again, going full circle back into Pulp Mix, the fact that they have a relationship where Phil kind of is like, like, I hate you almost, but I love you. Like, that makes yeah. it so much better to have him on all the time because it's just, it's fun. It's that brotherly love type shit that we get from Steve and a lot of his guests. It's It's so good. It is really good, and and I I love the way Stevie is excited when when there's a, you know something like that that goes on with uh, with Phil because it's just it's comedic gold. A hundred percent, and triple, we get Amart on, and we know Amart and and Phil are really good buddies, and he he's the source of some of this information Steve got, including the fact that. <laughs> Phil is listening, putting headphones on, but really, does, he, he said listening to white noise, but I think he meant like nothing. Like white noise is actually yeah. a physical noise. He's just listening to nothing, so people don't fucking bother him. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool to, to see those guys have that relationship and to kind of both be under that same tent. So we you know we've heard Alex Martin and Phil, you know, give each other grief a lot. Those are probably the two. Those are probably the two best like bickering dudes you know what i mean like randy and paul have a really good relationship and you know weimer and rv have a really good relationship yeah. but i feel like martin and and phil are probably the like there was a pulpy for best duo like those guys would, would take the cake for sure over steve and, and jt or does steve and jt not count no i don't know if you'd count them because it's kind of like those are like all the time okay but, yeah. So yeah, at the but, bar, you, but I don't know what would you what would you what would you say Stephen JT or yeah, still and out? If the if the bar if the bar is Stephen JT for sure. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's that's the like the Hall of Fame and everybody else is trying to get there. What about Wygant and Steve? Not as bad as JT and like I put Wygant and, and Steve under Phil and Alex. Okay. Yeah. Because Weeds, Weeds just is like, okay, whatever. Like, Weeds, Weeds doesn't quite give it back as much. And, like, he doesn't get as wound up as JT or Phil or Amart or whatever. Like, Weeds is just like, okay, whatever. Did we did we experience history this, this week's show with Steve and JT actually, like, agreeing on something that was actually, you know, a good, like, a good long conversation? 
usually they don't they usually don't agree for that well it's very rare i think it's happened before but yeah like (laughs) so much so that sometimes i think they don't agree just because they don't want to agree like they might agree but they're not going to agree yeah yeah for sure i love it yeah me too um so how about phil i want to get your surprise rate on a on a surprise pie percentage whatever zero to a hundred how surprised are you that one Phil paid for his chick's flights and last okay. week he told us he went all in on Valentine's Day. Kind of feel like that's a little off brand. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably uh an uh eighty twenty, eighty surprise, twenty not. I need to find out if he's still living at Club of Met. Oh and yeah. And if he's you know, still being cheap over there, you know, not letting anybody use his water and keeping his power off and, and whatnot. You know? Yeah, I think I think so he is need to find out if his whole his whole <laughs> mantra has changed i don't think so i don't think it's changed that much okay. uh, Goreline, when i was i talked to him on press day and like jet came up and was messing with him a little bit while i was videoing you guys can find that at the moto x pod show youtube channel sorry self-plug <laughs> but uh yeah i told some of the other riders uh, that were a random dude he he bought valentine's and they're like no way like it was like everybody knows they were all totally surprised and it feels like yeah man yeah so maybe awesome. maybe changing a little bit. He he's in love. He's in love. That changes you sometimes. How about yeah? yeah. How about I was going to say that go I don't uh, I don't know Phil personally, but you know when when you're in love with someone, it does change you. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a softer side. Maybe we'll see the hair ballad side. You know, the I remember you of Phil Nicoletti soon. He's he's going to write a love song. Uh, not at not at the track. We won't. No, no, definitely not at the track. Uh, how about Phil's laugh when Steve's telling him about Michael Lessie's tweet or Instagram? I don't. I think it was Instagram, oh, yeah. and he just like he could not even respond. He was laughing so hard. That's that was gold, gold. Love it. Uh, so Phil's Phil's fantastic. Last thing on Phil was his his talk to Amart, his plea to Amart. Put your fucking finger on the clutch going through the whoops, dude. Not going to happen, bro. (laughs) Why? Why is it not (laughs) going to happen? happen. You're not not James Stewart, man. Alex is a liberal. Do you feel like you have less grip or something? Uh, I know. My fingers aren't, like, long enough to hold on to the bar and have the clutch at the same time. It's like... Interesting. I sat on your bike. I felt like your lever was pretty close to the bar. It is close to the bar. It's close to the bar, and I still can't touch it. So, yeah. Hey, have you guys ever watched me like you know free practice or first time practice? I'm out there like barely sitting upright on my dirt bike before we start practice. That's true. Like I can barely touch. I, I watch the I watch the vlog sometimes, and you have to push the bike and then hop on the bike as you leave. Right? That's your that's your program. Yeah, or like when I pull up, I find like a rock or a dirt pile so I can stop. Triple, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I, every time I've listened to that audio when I was cutting it and kind of splicing it together, I've probably listened to it four or five times. And I was just like, I, I'd laugh out loud. Like, like he's like, my fingers still don't reach. This is fucking A. You need to call Ricky and figure out how Ricky made his bike so short. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I'm sure they do yeah. everything they can. But God, it's so yeah. great. So great. I think our, I think it was RV or somebody said like, he's like, I don't know how people ride that, that ride with, not having their finger on the clutch. He's like, that's just like bad technique. Oh, it's definitely bad technique. Uh, 
I, I have horrible technique. I've never gotten to where I have my fingers on the levers because I feel like I, 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 I got to have a death grip. So it makes it a whole lot quit harder to get stopped because you're reaching for shit way yeah. too late. So, yeah, which might be why he ended up going backwards after the whoops, you know, and damn near got killed. So, <laughs> yeah, that was gnarly. Like, yeah. that was some of these crossover. Yeah. You know, his brother did that a long time ago, too, like in homie lane, like on a tough block after he went across like three lanes. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. There's yeah, like, a lot of shit this weekend. A lot of video, like the uh, uh, not. Oh Lentwood, yeah, the Cowie dude Ward, right? I think he he went off and like yeah. caught the the sky cam, and then Lesher's video. They're both on my Instagram. Lesher was riding along the side of the track, and his GoPro was going, and just like literally six feet in front of him, Ward falls out of the sky right in front of him, like another six so, feet, right. and he lands on top of him. So dude, hey, that was insane. A Ray, did you see A Ray's foot slip off the after the whoops and go off the yes. triple with one foot? Yes, dude. I <laughs> thought he was dying. Yeah, I thought he was dying. Oh, I was like, no way. Crazy. Like, even he shook his head and he was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Crazy stuff in <laughs> so Minneapolis. Sketchy. So, all right, we're getting close. And what's funny too is like people were bitching about. They're like, "Why are the whoops so small?" And I feel like that was the most challenging set of the year. Like, get through it out of a corner, get set up, and hit the triple. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. Thank God they weren't anything like the West Coast ones. So, yeah, yep. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motosport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. Whether you're racing the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Let's get into this race tech rant. We touched on it a little bit. Let's just get right in. I wanted a neutral party. Oh, fuck. Yeah, JT's neutral. He's here. neutral. Stop. My race tech rant of the night is simply traveling with Chris Kiefer. First of all, he when he le- I've said this before. You know how E.T., when he was down on Earth for a while, uh, away from his spaceship and away yeah. from his friends, he started shriveling up and dying? <laughs> right. right. He got all white and so stuff, right? right? right. <laughs> That's Kiefer when he gets away from the high desert. He checks a 9800 OGO full of clothes for two nights. That, that trip... A Friday, Saturday, back home Sunday is a OGO layover trip every time. Don't have one. Would love to have one, OGO. That, that's an extra, like, a couple hours, and you're carrying... He's wheeling his bag in. He, he's flying southwest, and you know how you got to check in at the time of your <laughs> flight, right? Yeah, right at the minute. Right, to get a good seat, right? <laughs> yeah, well, right. yeah. yeah. Flight. His, his flights are 5.30 in the morning. That's balls uh, early, for I, sure. I, I can't do those anymore. Oh, okay. All right. So he just needed to, you know, get up and check and check himself in and, you know, whatever. Sure. Oh, no, Jim. He gets his wife <laughs> to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and check, check his ass in. in. Oh, jeez. That's a pretty good deal, though, right? Well, yeah. Dude, no, because you, you better just... better taking care of her when you got home. JT, yeah, oh, again. Oh, she okay. got it. Good, good. I don't three... understand why you couldn't do this, let alone it's two hours earlier for her. She volunteers herself. You still say, no, honey. Why do you say, if Pookie offered. No, I'm bull- saying, shit. I am saying, I am bull- a grown man. And I will check in when I need to we on know my you're own. A grown man. I will not make you get up at three thirty in the morning and check me in. I, and, then, I, I got, and then she sends a photo screenshot of his boarding pass. So little Chris, <laughs> little Chris has his boarding pass right there, ready to go for him. You know, <laughs> with his with his ninety eight hundred for two nights. I don't involve her in something like I say. Hey, I got it. She gets all why? What? How come I can't help you? You don't. I don't need help. I'm fine. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And she just gets pissy. So I've learned over the years. Fuck it. Yeah. Do it all. I'm good. You got to win your battles. Yeah. Uh, okay, Triple, I'm going to go to you first. 
uh, I, I have another piece of audio I want to play in a minute, kind of that followed. But Race Tech rant, Race Tech use Pulp Twenty Two, I believe, is the code to save. Go ahead and just give me your thoughts, man, because I don't have a. I don't know. I don't want to get. I don't want to blow them out too much. I want to see what you have to say. <laughs> you don't want to blow out, Chris. Yeah, like I'm okay with the 9800 thing. I don't I don't really okay. care. Like I did that and I don't remember if I left this piece of audio in, but he's like, "Oh, it takes a couple yeah. extra hours." He said this to us while we're sitting there at the table eating dinner. It's a couple extra hours when you got to check a bag. I'm like, "It literally at most every time probably adds 10 minutes to my time." Like by the time I get off the plane Southwest, my bags are usually on the carousel. I grab it, I go. It takes like 30 seconds yeah. to check it in. No sweat. So yeah, he did it on the show too. Uh, Steve did about taking an hour, extra hour yeah. or so. Yeah, and I I disagree yeah. with that, but like the Heather thing, you go first. Yeah, I don't I don't get the three thirty thing. That's what surprised me the most. Is your flight's at five thirty. Why would you have to wake up at three thirty to Be- check in? Like because it's five thirty like local time where we were. Yeah, but she's yeah. two hours behind, so it's. Five, oh, three okay, thirty. That That's what gotcha. they were saying. Like, okay. if Chris had got up and done it, it would have been five thirty for him. She had to get up at three yeah. thirty because it's the same time. So, but, this, so this was a flight home. This yes. was a flight to Minneapolis. Yes. He's in. Yes, okay. he's in Minneapolis Saturday night or Saturday morning, 24 hours ahead of time. Yeah. And yes, yeah. yes, that's the thing. So yeah, what thoughts? Uh, I have to kind of agree with Chris though. Like he, he, he'll do it himself, but Heather offered and it sounded like when Heather called in, she wants to help. So, yep. um, I think if she didn't care or if she didn't want to help, then she wouldn't have said anything, but she offered and Chris said, you got to pick and choose your battles. So I think Heather's just wanted to be, you know, just wanted to help out. So I don't yeah. blame Chris one bit. So Heather you know? there, I think Steve said this, right? Like if I walked into a murdered family and Chris, like Heather would be like, nope, we deserved it. And he's not yeah. completely wrong. If you know Heather at all, she has her man's back, her family's back on yeah. everything. And Chris well, you said, heard her in the background. You hear her in the back. She's like, they probably did. Yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> she does legitimately want to do this stuff. I, yeah. I, I agree with Steve where I was like, yeah, I think on that one, I'd be like, no, I got it. But I also understand that like, it's really pretty damn awesome how dedicated they are to each other. So I can't hate on it too much, but I don't think I would have let her do that at, on that and, one. And honestly, too, the more I think about it, like Chris doesn't travel around. You know what I mean? No, if this was an every weekend deal, I doubt Heather would be, you know, doing it every week. I could be wrong. You know, Heather, Heather, like you see her at the track, she's on it. She does everything. Like she's making sure everything's dialed, ready to go. But, yep. you know, Steve's got to remember him and JT travel every weekend. You know, this is they've Chris's learned the tricks. First travel in you know six, eight, whatever you know, a long time. So it's not like he's having her check in every weekend for him. You know what I mean? This uh, is a he, one one yeah, time yeah. deal, right? Yeah, you're right. So. Uh, Goreline. So I don't travel all the time either, and I, I stick to the 9800 for the most part. I like it. You never know when you might get stuck an extra day or two. And there's been numerous times I've gone to a race. This is going to be different than Kent, than Chris because Chris probably not going to do this. But like, there's been times I've gone to a Supercross race, and I've had teams go like, "Hey, man, we saved this this shroud for you or whatever," and like I bring shit back. So I like having the big bag, and it really doesn't weigh me down any. It doesn't take me hardly any extra time. But like my thing with this, I'm very 
blown away with how Chris and Heather are together. I think it's awesome. I've already said that, but like, I don't know why Steve cares so much about how other people do shit. Yeah. Um, I, I would feel bad if Carly got up at three thirty in the morning to book a flight for me, but, but would you, you if know, she legitimately wanted to, to be, yeah, to help well, you, that's the thing. Like if she wants to, and yeah. it means something like for Heather, I think it's, I'm showing you how I love you and it makes me feel good to do that. So why, yeah, why would a good you, woman? Yeah. Why would you, why does Steve care? Well, I, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, think he, I, I couldn't think even get my ex-wife to drive me to the airport, let alone check me in. Right. Right. <laughs> me too. Steve, I think he uses it to his advantage for content. I know that. Well, and that's why I love the rant so much because it's yeah. almost always entertaining, even if you don't agree. And this one, I was like, dude, I, I don't get it. Like, but like, he's literally, if you ever get to spend time with Steve, he's making content. And, and Chris said this, like, I got to be careful what I say around you because he makes content nonstop. You never know what's going to turn into something. Uh, he kind of hinted at something that me, I had told Chris that I told Chris not to fucking tell Steve and Steve found out and he, he hinted at it when I was on that we want to talk about it. I was like, no, no, I don't. Leave this one alone. That's what makes him a world-class podcast. Yeah. I was really surprised that Steve left it alone. So, uh, but yeah, man, the rant, I don't know. I I feel bad a little bit for Chris because I get this kind of shit too. Like when Steve doesn't agree with something you do, it's like he doesn't let up. Um, (laughs) But it was funny. Now, I have another piece of audio here that happened right after that. They were talking about the wife swap, right? And mm-hmm. how things were going to go, and that led off this race tech rant. And I'm sure you guys remember Chris going, "Pookie's fucked." When I when I get done, do you guys remember that? Yes, kinda. Okay, so that that's what he was saying. Like she's fucked because she's probably going to get really well taken care of. Blah blah. JT had a little comment, Kenny, since you heard the other part that went completely unnoticed. I missed it. I saw a comment on Twitter about it, and JT was like, yeah, I was really bummed everybody missed that. So I went back and heard it. Do you remember what JT said after Kiefer said Pookie's fucked? I don't. All right, so I'm going to play it. Pookie's huh. fucked Would you come back. Literally? <laughs> Hard to hear, but I think if they had caught it, they would have stuck on it. So Kiefer says Pookie's fucked when, I, you, when you come back, and JT threw in literally – which, I don't know, maybe that's not a big deal to you guys. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I think it would have been really good in the moment if people had heard it. It was just a little, yeah. quick little response from JT that went completely unnoticed. Everybody missed it. I don't know. Anybody care? I kind of missed it. I kind of missed I don't really remember that conversation either. Like that whole that whole conversation about Pookie being fucked. I kind of But it was after this that, rant that stuff, when they were talking about how the, the wives and the husbands treat each other, and Chris yeah. is like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, basically I'm going to take care of Pookie better than you do. And she's fucked because when she comes back with Steve, she's going to be disappointed was the point of what he was saying. Oh, okay. Now I get so JT's like literally. Yeah, literally. So <laughs> maybe it wasn't as funny as I thought, but I just hate that it went unnoticed because I think it would have been a, it, it could have turned into, oh, we're going down that road yeah. and they just completely missed it. So 
Fuck. Maybe I missed. JT sometimes has those, those little one-liners. Like, yeah. if you pay attention, he sometimes does have those little, like, little one-hitter, you know, lines yeah, that he so, throws in that. If you're paying attention, you'll catch him. Yeah, that's, that's like, my, my thing on JT. Like, JT seems so serious. Like, he's almost scary if you don't know him because he has that resting dick face. Right, they've talked about it. He he seems so serious. He seems scary, but then he has these little quick, dirty jokes or these things he throws into the conversation sometimes. And I go, "Oh fuck, that was JT." And and like it, it for me, it's unexpected from him uh, because I yeah. he seems so serious. So yeah, I, yeah I he's like he he's like surgical with his explanations. He yeah, he's he's, uh, he's well read. Yep, yep. So anyway, uh, maybe nobody cares about that as much as I do. I just thought it was great, that, and I hated that I missed it. All right. We care that you care, Dark Side. Cool. That's all that matters. Friday <laughs> night, live show, the haircut. Um, they touched on it a little bit when I called in. Either of you have any questions or comments or anything you want. I, I mean, I don't know what I, you know, if you want to know more about the experience or we can just move on. Uh, I do know that the feedback has been good. I've heard yes. good feedback. It was pretty nuts in the pit Saturday. I could not believe how many people knew about it. And then the ones that yeah. didn't know about it going in when they saw me that like didn't recognize me right away, but then were like flipped out, like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I hey, loved Holly explaining that he didn't recognize you. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. So it happened with Dan Hubbard too. I went up to the press box pretty early to put my shit up. And Dan yeah. and AC were in there like sound checking before race day live. And I poked my head in, gave him the little head nod, you know, the the thumbs up or whatever. Did I already tell you this on the show? No. Okay. Because I was talking about it with some, uh, I think I was talking about it with Jilly and Cody, which was pre-recorded. You guys will hear that in a minute. But yeah, he, I gave him a little head nod, and I could tell he didn't really recognize me. But they were busy, so I left. And he came down to the pits later and was like, "Dude, I didn't know that was you. Oh my god!" So yeah, it went around. <laughs> AP kind of was like jokingly, "Is like, oh, you sold out, man. You shouldn't have cut it." But yeah, so yeah, tons of tons, tons of response. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. I think the people that came out to the live show really enjoyed the show. And, and a lot of people thought it was pretty cool, man. A lot of people took pictures with the, the pony in the, in the case and all that good stuff. Uh, but like I said, I've kind of already touched on it with Jilly. So if you guys keep listening, you'll hear that here in a little bit. Last couple things for this wrap-up show. Uh, let's listen to Jim Hawley talk about his most aggressive pass. What was, what was the worst you've done, worst takeout you've had? Well, I, I mean, I, Ricky Johnson probably. Yeah. At Carl's bad. I broke his leg, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then Ricky got it, and he goes, yeah. yeah the only thing I remember, oh, he broke my leg. And I go, oh, you did bring it up. Yeah. And that's a San Diego crowd, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going, oh, my God. But, no, nah, we were young. I mean, we yeah. were just kids. And Did you T-bone him, or did you I, come in? I can't remember. You'd yeah. have to ask Ricky. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly, but all I know. It wasn't a bad break, but he broke his yeah. leg. But yeah. I came in, I hit, and... And I just said that, you know, my foot came off the brake, but it probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's more more great stories from Holly, Kenny, that, um, yeah, I, I like that. Like, ah, I probably said that. Because we hear that all the time now, right? Oh, I missed my, my brake. Was, I had no brake. And most of the time, we kind of know it's not true. Like, Brees said that when he took out Seven Deuce Deuce a few weeks ago, but then the video yep. footage showed that he had a brake. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't remember him. Uh, that that uh, incident where he broke RJ's leg. Mm. Yeah, it was, that's that's good, right? Hearing these shows, you hear these stories, and you can go back and try to find this stuff. If you know some Absolutely. of those videos are still out there, but. Uh, yeah. So you called me out on the contest thing earlier, Triple J. There is an actual contest, 
and it's for a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. All you gotta do, you can make a purchase at uh, from Guts Racing, Get Data, or Atlas oh. Brace, and use the codes that are on Pulp MX. The Get Data code you gotta email Steve, email the show uh, contest at pulpmx.com, and he'll hook you up with a code. You email, get the code, buy something, and then DM the receipt to at Pulp MX Show on Instagram. And he's going to pick a random winner for a $50 Amazon gift card. I'm fairly certain I'm not eligible. So I, and but, yeah, I, I, I got a free motorcycle. That's what I kept hearing. I kept, I kept hearing all week that I owe them money. Triple <laughs> Steve. Yeah. They said that quite a bit in the show. Yeah. They've kind of made, they've kind of helped you and he you spun know it. you owe them. Yep. He spun it. Yep. That's, that's typical. Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's typical Steve. Uh, so you're going to see a little pay cut in the wrap up. Shit, no, I need a check. raise, dude. I'm buying a truck this tomorrow or Monday now, and I need a raise really bad. Really, really bad. So that yeah, we got we're gonna have to renegotiate for twenty three, but I got a ways hey, to go. You were being politically correct with Amber's reaction. Like, let's get the truth. Like what no, was that, like that, on a scale of one to ten, like what are we thinking? I'm gonna say it was probably a seven like or ten eight. excited, one not excited. I'm gonna say it was a six or seven then because all right. So here's like literally, so I would, you're a soft six is what you're saying. Me, it's, all right. Here's <laughs> what happened. So I had to go to her house before I came to my house when I got back into town because I I picked her stepdaughter up from Dallas. Her stepdaughter was at her okay. dad's house, so I carried Marley's bags into the house and I was putting them down, and she came up behind me and pulled the hat off, and I turned around and she was kind of grinning a little bit, like it, it kind of like it was. I don't know how to describe it. It was. It wasn't like oh that's funny. It was like. I think she liked it more than she thought she was going to. And she said, she's like, whatever, Jamie, whatever. Just like jokingly, like, oh, yeah. you just do whatever you want, you know, but like a flirt, like a flirt, like a flirtation yes. type deal. Yes. Okay. But she was grinning. Okay. And I think she hasn't verbally said anything really, but I think she, I think she liked it more than, and she definitely wanted to be physical and all that good shit. So I think she likes it, man. Yeah, that's it. You should. Awesome. It looks good. Well, you look younger. You look. You look. You look young. I've heard that, and, and you look mid thirties. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, said I gained some hot points, and I don't remember who that was. Um, and like uh, Paige, it's funny. One of my buddies, oh how my buddy how who knows Steve, texted me, and he said, uh, "Dude, you kind of look like Christian Craig, but cooler." And <laughs> it was funny. Like thirty minutes before I got that, Paige Craig had texted me. I was like, "Oh, it looks really good." I was like, "Oh." Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Dude, so, Paige commented on the Moto Spot show. I'm pretty excited. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't see it. What did it say? He said awesome episode or awesome show or something like that. Hell yeah. Good for you, man. Paige is rad. I said I sent it to Nick. I said, Nick, I'm slowly becoming Paige's new favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nick from Moto Limited. Yeah, he's a big fan of Paige. But I got tons of good responses. Um, yeah, Jilly said she, she thought it looked really good, obviously. So, um, you know, as long as the chicks dig it, I said, you know, well, I'll, I'll be, a, I'll judge it more depending on what my DMS look like in, you know, a few days. So that's my way to incredible. <laughs> All right. Speaking of that, Kiefer after dark with special guest Yari. This is our last little bit. We're going to talk about you guys didn't watch. So Yari is very attractive. I've already said Talon's, you know, basement. He's batting way above his average. I enjoy Kiefer after dark. Kenny, you said you're you're a uh, Kiefer guy. 
Good, good segment this month, this week. Uh, it's not always as good. I thought this was really good. Some good questions, good responses. I enjoyed Yari being in and giving and trying to understand the bike. Uh, I don't think analogies or whatever, you know, for the, for the topics. I enjoyed it. A lot of good stuff. And I, I found out Yari and Talon are not exclusive. So good stuff. I enjoyed it. What do you think of this Kiefer After Dark? I always like the Kiefer After Dark. And I thought it was great that Yari was on there. You know, she's gorgeous. Um, and uh, it's got to be a little bit difficult, right, for people that are listening to that and don't understand the motorcycle references. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool that um, uh, one of the After Dark things was just straight up, right? It was the caller, wasn't the the guy that called Yeah, me. and he said, no, we don't have yeah. time. We don't have time for the bike references. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I always like Keeper After Dark, and, and uh always fun, right? I think it usually is, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple that have been kind of not, there haven't been good questions or whatever, but this is a really good one. I, I think it should be a staple when Kiefer's in. I hate when they run out of time, which has happened when I was in studio, and I was really not happy. Uh, but, Triple, gotcha. Kiefer After Dark, man, you dig it? The grill your ass off, Kiefer After Dark? Yeah, yeah, especially when Jim Holly's in. Yeah, that guy can have his own Kiefer After Dark. Yeah, if you guys you guys have not heard the intro to this the the recorded intro that I pieced together, there's a lot of Jim Holly in that with the the, the different things he said, one liners from that segment. Like I I pulled probably all, you know, like I don't know 35, 40 seconds of stuff that he talked about, like Dick Willie. Uh, what about anal bleaching? <laughs> yeah, uh, what else was there? Uh, hopefully she'll whip out a titty. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stories. He talks about Mile High Club. If you guys haven't finished the show or haven't listened yet, you got to go back and check out this week's Key for After Dark. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. I want to thank Motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, as well as, I always say, all the sponsors of Pulp MX. Go to PulpMXShow.com, click on the Sponsor Deal tab. They're all there. Discount codes. If you don't see a discount code, use the contact form or contest at PulpMXShow.com. Steve will try to hook you up. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms on this wrap-up show, I'd love for you to send me an email at darkside at pulpmx.com. As I told you, that guy Matthew reached out to me, told me about his boys being fans of the stu- of the show and me apparently, which is cool. Uh, so, yeah, man, put that stuff out there. I'd love to hear some criticism. We'll talk about it on the show if you got any. Um, before we let you go, Kenny, appreciate you coming on for the first time. Did you have fun, and do you have anything that we missed? No, I had a great time, and I, and I would like to thank you for having me. And, and I got to say, it's a, it's quite an honor to be a, a guest on the very first Popamex show, Post Pony. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. You're welcome. Very nice. I think you did a good job, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Triple, anything that I missed? Anything you want to say before we go? No, no. Just uh, thank you for the time, Dark Side. Kenny, welcome to the industry. You're now an industry guy now. Yeah, you um, are. You're in, uh, so. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Triple um, Hey, are you, go- are no, you coming to Indy by chance? I am. Yeah. Oh, as of right now, it depends on the weather. So. Gotcha. Um, All but, right. Well, yeah, I plan on being. On. I actually used to be the. Go ahead. Uh, I'll hit you up on Instagram or something. I'd like to meet you in person or something. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll connect up there. Indy's always a good one. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Dark side, though. Yep. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. Yep. I'm glad on your haircut. Are you bringing the pony <laughs> back? I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided. Undecided. Okay. So I, I have, man. They're gonna if they hear this, if fucking Steve or Kiefer hear this, it's gonna. I'm never gonna hear the end of it. So hopefully he really doesn't yeah. listen. 
I am starting to lean towards they're not completely wrong for the professional side. Like, a understand, yeah. I understand Feld, and even with the stuff I'm starting to do with Racer X, I, I'm not 100% on board with it because I feel like it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. But I see their point, and I really, really do want to continue to do more in the industry. So, and, and since I don't hate the haircut... <laughs> I'm 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 leaning a little more towards maybe I won't grow it all the way back out. Maybe a little longer than it is now, but I yeah. think I think I may stick with it, guys. I don't know, but if you fucking yeah. listen, Sean, to sh- Sean seemed excited to see you in Minneapolis. Yeah, seemed, if you guys seemed, listen to this fucking show, if you listen to this fucking episode <laughs> and you tell fucking Chris and Steve what I said, you're fucking blocked. I don't know who you are. I'll find you. I'll block you, and I'll kill you. <laughs> that, Whoa, dark side. God, hostile. Got a little hostile. All right, we're out. See ya. That's Dark Side, everybody. The man. The man. Right? Yep. Like, yeah, he's the man. He the, man. the man. He's the man. Well, if you guys stuck through the wrap-up show as advertised, I have my hairdresser from Friday night in Minneapolis, Jilly, and her husband, Cody, on the phone. What's up, uh, Cody? How you doing, man? Doing good, Dark Side. Jamie, I guess, nowadays. How's post-pony life? Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but also on the line is the lovely Jilly. What's up? Hello. How are you? I'm good. Are you still nervous as like you were when you called into Pulp a couple weeks ago? No, you should see my husband right now, though. He's nervous? Yeah, no, she transferred her nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're so, all sitting right here with me. Well, before we get into the haircut and all that stuff, Cody, man, you're a, you're a longtime Pulp fan, right? I am, yeah. How long have you been listening there it was. Yep, 2017, and then I played back. So I've gone all the way back to about 50, mid 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I started listening around 17. Also, that's cool. Um, so Cody, I got to meet you. Well, both of you, obviously, Friday night. You were you were nervous, man. Like about meeting everybody. Like the whole thing. You, you're a, you're a big fan of the sport, and just having the chance to meet Steve and Weege and Kiefer and then Carnow and Cade. Like that was that was pretty big deal, huh? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It was really cool. Uh, everybody exceeded or um, met or exceeded expectations as well. So it was nice to run into Cade in the beginning and kind of settle the nerves. And <laughs> it, was, it was nice to meet everybody. Everybody was very nice. Yeah, so I remember, you know, like it wasn't that long ago that I was just a regular fan, didn't have my foot in the door in any way. And, like, I think we talked about it, like trying to be like, oh, oh, that's, that's so-and-so and try to be cool it's kind of tough when you're still like a, a super fan, you know I mean? I still am. So I still like, I still get nervous too. Right. Yeah. Inside I had like to try to stay cool. And then also <laughs> I wanted to talk to people. So it was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Uh, Jilly, how about for you? Like, I know obviously through Cody, you like the sport, but like, do you, are you into it? Like you, do you follow the riders and like know who they are and you're like really into it or you just kind of tag along? I mean, I was winning fantasy in our league, and now I'm not anymore. But yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I follow it. <laughs> yeah, it so, was cool to meet everyone. Were you nervous at all at the live show? Because you seemed okay. You seemed more worried about cutting my hair and me being upset or something. I th- yeah, I think I calmed down once I met everyone. Then I just felt bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Somebody needed to. <laughs> so. I know you talked about it a little bit, Jilly on Pulp, but like when this, when Checkers first came to you, like how did he explain this and what were your thoughts? Because obviously Cody well, must have known about it. Yeah, first he texted me and said, Hey, Jilly, do you want to give this guy named Darkside a haircut? And I was like, Sure. And then he's like, 
great. They're just going to need you on pulp for a couple minutes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't agree to that. Yeah, you are not, um, what's not, I don't know if you're an introvert necessarily, but like you didn't, you don't like the spotlight on you. No, I'm much better like one-on-one. Right, right. It was it was pretty funny, Cody. I mean, you were out there like when when they brought her on stage. Like she would, she didn't really want to turn and look at the camera, and she was just all, oh. yeah. She was trying to keep to herself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's. Uh, you got. She has to warm up. So yeah. She's shot for like the first, you know, couple meetings. So when um, when Checkers came to her about this, were you like, yeah, you got to do it, you got to do it, or were you kind of like, oh no? I think Julie already understood her role in this. She was. <laughs> Is like if I if I don't, he's not going to be able to face me again. I didn't have a choice. Oh. It was this yeah, or right. divorce. Divorce. <laughs> checkers. Was, this was fully checkers just hooking me up. Yeah, checkers is great, man. That was great. So, right. what did you think of the live live event, Julia? Obviously, we didn't really get to hear any of the discussion because we were back there the whole time. But were you surprised by the turnout and the, the fan response? Yeah, it was awesome. It was really cool to see everyone. Yeah, I thought the number of people that wanted pictures and you know gave money to take pictures for you—that yeah. was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was uh, I wasn't expecting we it had to big. Go ahead. A big fan base with our friends, which was cool that it was in Minneapolis and everything. Yeah, it worked out. All right, so getting <laughs> to the haircut, Kiefer gives you a couple pictures. Like, what what's your thought when you see the year? Because you you told me I, I'm gonna let you say what you told me about the options. He sent me two completely different photos. Mm-hmm. One was Photos. like a short tapered, maybe inch on top, two inches on top at most. And then he sent me one like shoulder length. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> these are very different. What do you want? Yeah. But we ended up going shorter, I think. Yeah, we did. So good. once it was done, like what, what were your thoughts? I mean, did you think I was get like, what did you, how did you think I was going to react? Did you have a, uh, uh, like something in your mind? I made eye contact with you at one point that you turned around and he was cutting the last pony Oof. and I thought I was going to cry for you. You know, <laughs> I, your I, face looked like, fuck. Yeah. I talked Oops, about, can I th- say that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I talked about this <laughs> on my show last night a little bit. Cause Cody, during that part, first of all, I could hear him back there like, and it was taking mm-hmm. forever per little pony. And I was like, Oh God, this is so bad. And it was sort of, I, I use the word humiliating. I don't know if that's quite right, but it was just once he started cutting it, it was so like nard up. I don't know. Like it just, and he was like, oh, turn around. I, was like, I don't want to yeah. fucking turn around, <laughs> but I'm trying to be a good sport. And yeah, that part, Cody was like, that was tough, dude. I was a little sick to my stomach. Hey, you mm-hmm. handled it well. <laughs> I had to. Yeah. It's a free bite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but Jillian, then once the hair was done, again, I've told everybody, like, I don't hate it. I think this might be the first time I've said this publicly, but I think in the end I'm going to like it if I can learn, if I can learn how to actually fix it because I don't know what. It's going to take a second. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you did a really good job. And I mean, the response on Saturday, like you weren't obviously with me all day down in the pits blew my mind. You look good. You really do. Yeah. You wear it well, dark side. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, everybody, it's easy for people to say that. You don't really know if they mean it, but the general response seemed to be that. Like, I mean, I I walked in before race day live started. I walked into the TV room where Dan Hubbard and AC were sound checking and testing. And I just kind of, I knew Dan couldn't, I know Dan pretty well. So 
I walked in, I just kind of gave a head nod and, and a, you know, a, like a thumbs up kind of thing. And he kind of looked back and like nodded his head, but I could tell he did, wasn't sure. And then I walked off cause he's working. And like an hour later he came down and found me in the pits. He's like, dude, I did not know that was you. I had no idea. <laughs> and that reaction, either everybody in the pits knew about it and were like waiting to see me, or there was people that didn't know it was happening. And I would go up and talk to him like, um, like RJ and RJ. Well, I was talking to Sarah Dean's wife and she was talking to, um, RJ's wife, Ashley, I think is her name, Hampshire. And like Sarah, Sarah was kind of like, Oh wow. And she started talking to me. And as soon as I opened my, my, my mouth, uh, RJ's wife was like, Oh my God. Oh, oh, I didn't know it was you until you spoke. And yeah, people were kind of freaking out. So it was, it was, it was, I bet I talked about it 500 times Saturday. It was crazy. I need to ask. What's that, Jill? What the girlfriends say? I oh, said I yeah, need to yeah. ask. What yeah. the girlfriends say? So I got home Sunday night, and I actually picked up her middle daughter from Dallas, from her dad's, and brought her home. Mm-hmm. And I, I walked into the house. I was carrying bags, and I was actually putting bags down. And Amber just like pulled my hat off from behind, and uh, she's like, <gasps> she kind of grinned a little bit, and she's like, "Whatever, Jamie, whatever." But it was sort of like a playful. <laughs> You know, I think she likes it. She hasn't said, but I believe she likes it more than she thought she was going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. And you can still put a ponytail on top if she, if it's really the ponytail she's into. It might look a little different, but. Yeah, I think she likes the long hair. So, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I It was fun, though. I, I really had a good time. It was really great meeting you. <clears throat> and Cody, it was cool with you because. Like I, I remember it wasn't that long ago. Like I was in your shoes and I like, I want to meet these people, but I'm nervous to meet these people and yeah. be part of it. And it was just cool that, and Jilly was so excited that you got to experience that. Like, that's what she kept saying. It's like, it's, it's, I'm so excited. So happy that he's getting to do this. Yeah. Jilly's such a sweetheart like that. Yeah. She, she, she took one for the team and yeah, that's why, that's why I ringed her up. <laughs> right. I was gonna say, are, are you uh, comfortable? You're aware that you're basement, though, right? Oh, I'm comfortably <laughs> in the basement down here with my uh, recliner. Yeah, like a sub basement, maybe even. <laughs> yeah, we'll go there. I'm yeah. willing to go wherever. Our, our buddy Nick no. over at Moto Limited, he uh, he texted me like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta send me a picture of Jilly. You gotta send me a picture of Jilly because you know Jilly's Instagram is private, and, and we'll get to that in a second too." But uh, <laughs> I was like, "Well, I just Facetimed him live right there with Jilly, and he but beforehand I showed her that message, Cody, and I think you heard this, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta tell him like how great my ass is or something along those lines." Yeah. Uh, so she's no, a I good think sport. I put that on it. Yeah, she's a good sport, but uh, Nick thought. But yeah, your Instagram. How's that been since that night, Jilly? My Instagram. Yeah, yeah, because you were getting like hit up like crazy. Oh, there's, yeah, and I'm I'm accepting them all. Oh, really? I'm like, oh my gosh, my number is growing. But I will tell you this: they're going to be very let down when they start following me. <laughs> yeah, because I don't post. <laughs> right. Well, and neither do you, Cody. Like I looked at yours, and you don't have shit on there. Why do I even follow you? <laughs> we're bad I don't know. at it. I appreciate the follow, though. I'll start working on it. Yeah, it, like I'm going to put you on uh, notice. Like you get a 30 day, uh, what do you call it when like you first? Oh hi- What do you call it when you feel like the you pressure's you, on? First hire onto yeah, a job, you can, like return, return the follow. Yeah, I'm going to give you 30 30 days, and if you don't start posting, you're out. Okay. All right. <laughs> so well, I'm got, in Texas, so I can find out. I can find some content to post. Right. Yeah, you're in Texas. You guys are coming to Dallas, right? You go into the live show at Pulp Monday night or Friday night. Trying I don't to. Think we are. Kind of 
Uh, hang on. I, yeah. You first, Cody. I was trying to, but as Julie said, I don't think we are anymore because the storm's kind of throwing things around. We had friends trying to fly in. Oh, okay. And then that even got delayed. And I don't think they're coming anymore, but oh, that we're sucks. still making the best of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that my schedule works out because I'm supposed to drive over tomorrow night um, real mm-hmm. quick and then go to the press Friday and then I have to drive home for my parents' surprise anniversary mm-hmm. party. But with the weather being what it is, I don't know because all I need to do is wreck another vehicle in an ice storm like I did two weeks ago. So, oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to see if I can stop and get product for you. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be cool because right now I'm just using moose and trying to figure it out. But Really, I know this is probably boring for everybody. It, it was really great meeting you. I think the fact that you did it, you you were a good sport, Jilly, even knowing that you're kind of uncomfortable with being in front of the people, being on the phone or whatever. It, it was cool, man. I, I appreciate you doing it. And I think, I, I do think you did a great job. So I, I'm actually pretty happy with it. It was fun. You guys are awesome. It was good meeting everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you guys real quick. You said you'd listen to Pulp, uh, the Key for After Dark segment. Did you guys get to that? Nope. No. I was going to ask you some Kiefer After Dark stuff, but uh, you guys got to get through it because Jim Hawley has some great stories during Kiefer After Dark. So get to that. But both of you, I appreciate you. Jilly, I appreciate you coming out and doing it. Cody, it was really cool meeting you. A lot yes, of fun. Sir. A lot of fun up there in Minneapolis. So just want to thank get you-, you for everything. Well, I didn't do anything. You gotta th- that's, that's Steve and Kiefer. They, they did all that. I just was along for the ride, <laughs> kind of like you were. So I had fun. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. And I, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think I would have wanted anybody else to cut my hair. So I don't know how we're going to schedule my, my appointments, but we're going to have to figure that out. Cause well, I'm in Texas now, so we got to keep on exploring different places. So we'll just keep coming back every haircut. Okay. I like it. Yeah. That, I mean, do you think you can come like every three or four weeks? Yeah. Done. Done. Right, Cody. <laughs> Hey, if you said done, I'm on board. All right. Well, we got it. We got it done. We're locked in. You are officially my hairdresser. I, I appreciate you guys. It was good, yeah. good touching base with you, and I'm sure we'll we'll see each other Saturday at some point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, guys, take Stop care. You. Thanks. You too, Dark Bye-bye. All right, bye. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? Tell me